Welcome back, everybody, to the PC Master Race podcast, where player choice is the best platform. This is episode 77, another developer deep dive, this time, Lucas Arts. One of my favorites. Think about that. Insert, one lightsaber no- insert lightsaber noise and then get immediately yeah. copyright striked <laughs> by Disney. Insert our, insert our uh, outro music. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, my name is Dakota. My name's John. And my name is Jones. And this developer is, I think, I don't want to say the most popular developer, but I do think with how many games you'll find out they released, I think pretty much anybody who's played video games has played a game that was either developed or published by them. So I would say Mm. that they are one of the biggest developers and publishers out there. Yeah, So before we get to anything, do they still exist? I guess we're going to get into that. We'll get into that. We'll f- we'll, you'll find out okay you'll find okay, out okay cool if there's a resurgence yeah <laughs> but before we get into that i do just want to let you know that we do have time codes down in the description if you want to jump to the main topic because we do have some housekeeping to do beforehand and remember while you are listening if you do like the content leave us a re- review on your favorite platform of choice and think about checking out our patreon we do post episodes every monday at 7 a.m eastern time 6 a.m yeehaw time yeehaw howdy y'all all right <laughs> jones do you have any community events um currently we do not we haven't picked a date for next month's patreon thing it literally just happened it was great i was wrong about who won <laughs> so that was upsetting uh next hey, we actually had enough people to do five teams yeah we had yep. we had like it was ten, two to three people ten, on each team. So. Yeah, yeah, ten or twelve people showed up, and we split up the teams and tried to make it uh, a lot harder than not necessarily should be. I don't know. There was some. There was some. Definitely some sketchiness because uh, some questions were should be really hard, and they were googled very easily. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't you say Team Three was going to win? Did Team Three win? I Team Three did not win. That was okay. that was uh, Woody and Coco. Team Praise the Sun. They did not win. Yeah, they got second though, right? They got yeah, they got beat by bald but proud, with PD, nice. PD3 and and zombie. They got beat by them. Nice, cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, we don't really have any other community events. I just ongoing stuff, video game draft, and just random stuff that's going on, on the Discord. And nice, check out the Discord if you want to be involved with that, and if you want news on the next Patreon sponsored uh, community event. Yep, basically we are pretty good about. Actually, we have an announcements page and any upcoming event stuff we put in there. Obviously, if it pertains to people that are not in the Discord, then we announce it on the show. But everything else is in the Discord. There's always stuff going on. Cool beans. Well, I know pretty much none of us have played anything new, but I do just want to announce that to make sure that we do it, John and I and possibly Jones are going to be playing through Sekiro and we're going to try to beat it before John leaves. So. Well, I, I did start playing it today, so... Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, wait, so I did wait. actually start playing... Huh? Before you start, is it Sekiro or Sekiro? Sekiro. It's probably Sekiro. Okay, I'm just making sure. We're, if we're going to be on the same page, I, we all need to be on the same page of how we're saying but it. But I speak American, so <laughs> I pronounce everything wrong. <laughs> it's Sekiro. <laughs> yeah. I'll take some Italian on my salad. <laughs> all right john go ahead so i did actually start playing league of legends again so oh my I, god i honestly Didn't, like wasn't it a week or two ago where you're like i needed to just 
I took like so much toxicity oh, he did ta- out he of did my ta- life. I, so did I, take, I, I, I took a month off at least. He did take a month off, which yeah. for oh. him, which for him is a lot because it is yeah. like a daily yes. occurrence. Can are you able to detox from any drug in a month? <laughs> well, I thought it takes longer than that. No. I rehab wants to know your location. Yeah, <laughs> I have gotten they frustrated with it already, but. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I I know like yeah. one of the one of the games I played by myself first because I I played because Witty and uh, TNT and I think so, and Zombie, Zombie like yeah and they, they were all playing yeah. so I played with them we had a good time um and then I played by myself and the frustration started because the game was lagging so I would be really close to another enemy and I would click to get away mm-hmm. and my guy would go backwards towards him for a second and then go back and I'd be yeah. dead yeah, and I was not, like that's, that's frustrating. Um, All I know is that I cannot be in the same voice chat as you guys because it's super, super annoying just having you guys scream constantly. Well, I mean, even League by itself with us not screaming is us talking constantly regardless. Yeah, that's, it, that's, that's everybody true. playing League. That's true. Uh, well, that's, anyway, so. that, no, I was saying that's like us playing Battlefield in a group and someone joining that's not yeah. playing Battlefield. It doesn't make sense what's happening. Or something. Yeah, that's or true. anything, any, yeah, any but, game like that. I'm still having a good time with it. It's I'm not playing like constantly like I was. I played... I can't. I played like two games today, I mm-hmm. think, but um, not looking stick good to, for me. Stick, stick to Sekiro because that I've that, I've that actually not frustrating. Quite honestly, <laughs> I have not been playing bad. I like the the game. I got like an S plus one of the games I played with them, and these other games I've I've actually not done bad. And it's just the random well, people you get. But that's that's what League is doing because they see yep. on your account you haven't played in a month, so they're putting you mm-hmm. against like noobs. That no, way no, no. you destroy like, them. I do good and the rest of my team does not. Bots. So I, I'm like I'm like killing it and then just bad choices and stuff. So they're, they're trying to slowly pull you back in and then they're like, Yes, we'll slowly get him angry and yeah. angrier. Yep. I mean I only got just a couple play. weeks left, so I'm just enjoying yeah, I it. Can't, can't wait until the white papers come out about how League does their matchmaking and mm-hmm. you find out that they purposely piss you off. Mm-hmm. Well, I I definitely I think a lot of those games do that. Oh. I think well, they purposely they they know they, it knows what it's doing anyway so i did start playing sekiro today i was mm-hmm. like super excited and waiting for it to go on sale i was having that dark souls itch and this is not dark souls even close no and mm-hmm. i think le- the biggest tell though is the name <laughs> yeah okay yeah all right you're prepared. but um i was Father kind of I, I was already told by by jones and i have another friend that's super into the dark souls games and he's like, it's not Dark Souls. It's just different. So it it 100% is. It is very difficult. It I would even say it's yeah. harder than Dark Souls. And it is. it's... Is that is that just because it's a new type of combat experience? Yeah. And you haven't way, mastered it yet? In a way, but also I, fe- I feel like it's a lot more unfair. If that makes okay. sense. It's... You have to... Like, there's no... There's no, okay. like, sword and... Sh- Let me... Is it, there's no. no sword and shield. It's just your sword and you can block... And you do everything just with the sword. So there's no yeah. stamina, which doesn't matter. And it as it go ahead. No, I was gonna say as silly as it sounds, Dark Souls is more forgiving than Sekiro. Yes, it very, very much I is. I think that's what John's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. It's I have had to restart constantly because you you it's the same, like there's like an idol that you pray at or whatever or rest at, mm-hmm. and then you you fill up your flask and then you have some other stuff, but if I get hit within like ten yards of that thing, I just go back and rest again because your your health goes down so fast. And I am at a part right now where I'm fighting a, a mini boss, um, some like drunk guy, big giant drunk guy, mm-hmm. and he 
like poisoned me and it killed me. Wait, I didn't have the, I didn't have the guy on the, the horse. The guy on top of the stairs. No, I'm in oh. a different. I I I went in a different way and I found this this giant village on fire and there's a mm-hmm. boss there. Is there the, um, guy on the horseback? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that's one thing too. I don't know where I'm going. I just pick, picked a direction and went, and here I am. So, uh, you ha- you definitely have to learn the enemies because some of them just it's really hard to see what they're doing, and they'll hit you and do like half your health, and you're like, okay. And mm-hmm. uh, for instance, in Dark Souls, I had a shield, so I was never really had to worry that much about getting hit because as long as I had stamina. This mm-hmm. one, like, they can hit you through your your guard, and it's. It's it's just it's way different and the bosses are way less forgiving and it's it, it's just taking me a while to get used. To. Granted, I haven't played it for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this game focuses on stealth a lot more. Well, Dark Souls doesn't have like it did have stealth, I guess. You, well, you could backstab uh, people, but that was uh, this one is as stealthy as it gets. If you just take your time and slowly you walk, walk up this one behind yeah. oh, you tripped, you went a little faster, bam, yeah. you did. This one is stealth there's a ton of stealth in it because you can you can one hit people with the stealth Mm -hmm. with a stealth kill and and then the bosses have more than one health bar so if you're able to get take note assassin's creed i was about to say maybe they took that from assassin's creed but no there's no way because assassin's creed doesn't have stealth killing not anymore um but yeah so you can get like they have multiple health bars so if you can manage to get a sneak attack on them you can take Mm -hmm. one entire health bar down to help with the nice. boss fights nice. because they're hard as crap. That's amazing. And I yeah. like I know I'd watch Jones play. I was like, I'm not gonna die. And then the very <laughs> first mini boss that's not even hard. I f- probably died to him like six or seven times because you honestly the game you have to figure out what you're doing. Like I had no clue mm-hmm. what was going on, and so he kept on hitting me and stuff. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And you just have to learn how to how each thing goes. And then also there's these special attacks they do that are unblockable. And mm-hmm. they they either do like a foot swipe, a stab, mm-hmm. or like a regular attack, and you can either deflect it, you have to jump over it, or you back away. So if yeah, they like do a dodge. sweep and you try to back away, it still hits you. And it's so freaking hard for me to figure out when to do that because it's I'm like because Dark Souls you just jump, you just roll away, mm-hmm. and you're good. This one you cannot do that because you don't roll away, you just back step. So if they mm-hmm. do a big sweeping attack, it's always going to hit you. You have to jump, mm-hmm. and that is huh. that is something that's taking me a while to figure out because <laughs> it happens so fast you're like okay i need to figure out what to do and then blocking it's 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 difficult it's very difficult and taking me a while to get used to but i know okay. people really like it so i'm i'm obviously going to beat it still but yeah, uh i'm excited to start it so i'm excited to see how how we differ in gameplay style yeah well, the, there is one thing i don't care for is that you know in dark souls you are literally you're filling out stats so it's like oh i want to build mm-hmm. a strength build i'm going to put all my this one just has moves you unlock. Yeah. And then okay. you, you can get vitality and something else with items. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one, you your experience you get is for uh, abilities. So I unlocked like a tornado slice thing where I spin in a circle. Or like, nice. I know when I unlocked earlier. Let's try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know what I did is if somebody lunges at you, you step on their sword or weapon into the ground, yeah. and then that's a huge counter. Yeah. So, okay. That's the kind of stuff you unlock, or you can unlock additional slots for the specialty weapon you can use. So there's definitely like uh, different things you can do that make it different and like special in some way. So I'm kind of excited. I still want to play it, of course, and I I want to go back and play it more and more. But uh, I do feel like the the want to go to a certain spot and just grind isn't as mm-hmm. prevalent in this game because it doesn't yeah. do much for you. 
It doesn't, yeah. Gotcha. I'm not yeah. going to get my next strength stat to use this weapon because you use the same weapon the entire game, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Uh, you you just get different abilities, basically. Exactly. But I'm, okay. ex- I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you think. I'm intrigued. I want to watch you play the beginning. See how you see how you fare. I want to watch you play the beginning too, Dakota. I will stream it. Okay. I will. I'll buy it tonight. How about that? Yeah. Good call. Good call. This is a long episode, so let's jump into it. Buckle up. And there's gonna be a preface here. Okay. LucasArts has released over 160 games during their lifetime. Nice. And I say lifetime because at some point LucasArts did die and it died in 2013 which i can just get right out of the way because most people know this once disney bought them they a year after disney bought them they closed down the studio Hmm. so that's a little upsetting but they did have a what is that 80 to 2010 like 30 year run so Mm -hmm. they released 160 games in about 30 years yeah they're crushing it Back they in the day, it. back in the day, people were releasing games willy nilly. They're like, throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. And it, I mean, it does help that LucasArts was a developer as well as a publisher. Mm-hmm. Yep. They also so, had that Star Wars money, baby. They did, yeah. but not well, not for a little while. That okay. that you'll find out. So cool. Let's get into it. LucasArts released 160 games during its lifetime. Uh, So I personally will not be covering every single game because there's just too many. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be focusing on some of the more beginning titles that they released uh, just to kind of show where they started out. But then once they do start releasing Star Wars games, I'm going to basically try to focus on the big hitters there. But even with the big hitters, we still have a ton of stuff to go over uh, because, you know, you can't it's not enough to just say what they released. You got to actually talk about it, see what they improved on, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then, uh, other than that, it's uh, LucasArts, for whatever reason, they don't have a ton of information about the company. Yeah. So, you know, in our previous mm-hmm. uh, Triple Ds, we've gone into people leaving yeah. uh, and the people coming in. Basically, like the the company splitting into like two different companies, like East and West Coast, stuff like that. There's like no information on that. And I think partly because of Disney's like revival of Lucasfilm games. Mm -hmm. I think for whatever reason right now, that's overshadowing all of the previous LucasArts web pages when you go to search for them. Yeah. It's just because it's just when you type in LucasArts, it's all about the new thing. Disney reviving Lucasfilm games. Uh, I wonder if Disney had anything to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like basically wipe it out of existence. (laughs) More more right Kylo Ren just <laughs> blasting LucasArts archives exactly that's exactly what it is it feels just as bad so that's part of the problem like when I actually was researching them was that I had to use Wikipedia and the fandom page nice the, the fandom yeah. website and I'll be honest they didn't have a whole lot on there there were some games where they straight up had no information on them they're like hey this released but we have no information on it was it fandom of the menace Dude, that would have been so good. <laughs> but it, it is called the Wikipedia. Okay. All right. I'll accept it. I'll yeah. accept it. So it's pretty good. And then another thing I want you guys to keep in mind while I talk about these is just like remember the amount of crap that they threw on the wall to see what stuck. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as I'm going through all these games, 
there's like every single genre in there and there's pretty much in the beginning they they definitely tried like a bunch of different new ips and it's Everything. just crazy how much stuff they tried well yeah that's true so just keep in mind how diverse their lineup was and compare it to current developers and publishers the eight, the 80s were a wild like west of video <laughs> games bro they're crazy they really were. <laughs> wild <laughs> So it all started in 1979. George Lucas wanted to explore other areas of entertainment, and so he created the Lucasfilm Computer Division in 1979, which included a department for computer games called the Games Group and other graphics. The graphics department was spun off into its own corporation a couple years later in 1982, and they ultimately (laughs) became Pixar. That's crazy. Mm, Never heard of them. No, smaller. They're too small. They're small you know, indie they studio. Never, <laughs> they, they never did anything worthwhile. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> so uh, leapfrogging off of that in 1982, Lucasfilm Games was founded by George Lucas. So this is like he kind of split it up into a bunch of different departments early on. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, he was like, OK, we're going to make video games. That's what mm-hmm. one department's going to do. Hmm. So he founded the Lucasfilm Games, which oddly enough is the new name for the revival of LucasArts. Um, and he founded them as a development group alongside his film company. So that basically they were like two companies that were going to be working kind of hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he split up his teams into multiple different departments uh, to explore different types of entertainment. Like I said before, uh, the graphics department. Sp- oh, I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the graphics department spun off and did Pixar Lucasfilms Games Group, which is a horrible name, yeah. originally worked <laughs> with Atari. Uh, but when the group split off to do their own thing, Atari ended up keeping the Star Wars license for the games, which Whoa. forced the group to work on their own new IPs. Atari oh, beasted George Lucas himself out of Star Wars for his own <laughs> game company. Yeah, uh, they had a sumo wrestling well, fight, and Atari pushed Lucas out of the ring. Like, hey, you know, well, you know that thing you created? It's ours. Well, yeah. dude, what's crazy <laughs> is that. If you would have, if you would have said, okay, what's like bigger in the eighty in the early eighties, like George Lucas and Star Wars or Atari? Everyone's like Atari. Obviously, Atari is going to be like yeah. the biggest gaming company forever. Because in nineteen seventy nine, that was only two years after Star Wars came out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I he, bet like, you the entire world hadn't even known what Star Wars was by then. But everybody knew what Atari was. Exactly. And Atari is like, they're like. You're like, all right, Pip Squeak, out of here. Star Wars is ours. I need to think too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary about Star Wars on Amazon Mm-mm. about how it was a disaster. Oh, the original yeah. edit for it. Holy yeah. crap! Uh, if anyone... the one that George Lucas edited himself when they screened it, people hated the movie. Yeah, that and even like the filming process was just a giant disaster. Like they were like losing funding if if you haven't seen the documentary on star wars on amazon you need to go watch i can remember it's, it's called really good it's it's insane that star wars actually happened hmm. and it and it is what it is yeah 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 that's like crazy. it got saved in the editing room which is insane because they hired like i think they hired somebody who was known for doing pretty decent mm-hmm. editing and he basically stitched together what star wars is now yeah <laughs> wow it was bad it was very very yeah. bad that man's name because Abraham honestly Lincoln. before that juge lord george lucas was just kind of like a nobody he did some things before he had like one he good was movie still, yeah he was still like some new hotshot director who mm-hmm. had this like grand idea and he got some funds and he put together this like homemade movie basically <laughs> you think anybody ever called him lord jukas i bet that's what he has his <laughs> wife call him 
Oh. With this, she's like, let's count the four billion again that Disney gave us. <laughs> you know that scene in Breaking Bad when they lay on the money? Yeah, basically, they're just laying down. That's called yeah. Star Wars. Remember how you yeah. doubted me? <laughs> so, because Atari had the Star Wars license, uh, the in the early times, Lucasfilm's games basically focused on making action-adventure games with new IPs, which is pretty interesting. Okay. Their first game release was called Ball Blazer. Nice. It was a, a <laughs> pseudo-sports game uh, that ran on the Apple II and the Commodore 64. Hmm. Now, if you look up images for it, I it's a stretch to say this is a game. <laughs> it's a, uh, hmm. No, go what? ahead. Go ahead. I'm just... Okay, so, so graphically, it looked like that one Kirby golfing game. Do you guys remember what that was? Kirby where, like, no. golfing game. Where the floor was basically like checkered. Oh, okay. I'm... And you had to tilt. You kind like, of had to tilt the, the game board or I'm getting, something like that. I'm getting close mentally. The picture is happening. Oh, this looks yeah. awful. This looks <laughs> awful. It's really bad. It's really bad. All right. So... Basically, the game was trying to be a mix of like soccer and a couple other things where you were a spaceship and you had to click carry a floating ball into the enemy's goal. That's Rocket League. They made Rocket Um, League. Yeah, but it like stuck to your car. Yeah, it's like Rumble with the spikes. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's fair. This is the alpha version of Rocket League. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just really bad. (laughs) And then also, I think this is the first time. Or no, it wasn't. Um, the enemy could be another player or it could be a computer, which they called a droid. Wow. So the movies came out before the games. But like at, when I had wrote that, I was like, oh, this is the first time they ever called something a droid. And I was like, no, oh, I'm an idiot. And Google, Google's like, write that down. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then in 1984, the next game was called Rescue on F- Fractalis which was a first-person shooter from the cockpit of a space fighter. And I put in quotations because mm. it was basically just a PNG that was put over the screen. <laughs> so they're like, hey, guys, we're not going to make Star Wars games, but we are going to make Star Wars games. Exactly. Well, I, it's a stretch to call these even games. True. We're going to make Star Wars uh, slideshows. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to say it's a good thing that they didn't make Star Wars games back then, but it's kind of a good thing that they didn't make yeah. Star Wars games because they would have been really bad. Or we'd have like the Zelda on the CDI. <laughs> because this is this is before like Nintendo even comes into the market. Oh wow, you're correct. Uh, Nintendo. No, this is Apple II and Commodore sixty four stuff. No, I think Nintendo NES was eighty three, but in Japan only eighty three, eighty four Japan because it came okay. out eighty five in the US. So. Okay. Well, yeah. we're not even to 85 yet. Yeah. So. Yikes. So, yeah, this game, what the goal was to fly around mountains, rescuing downed pilots and trying to dodge anti-air turrets. <laughs> and again, if you look up graphics for this, it looks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm looking at right now. It is. Yes. It kind of. OK, so it kind of looks like if you took like paper cutouts and you just kind of like move them around the screen. Hmm. It's really it's bad, bad because they couldn't because they you know back then they didn't really have the horsepower to do anything. Don't copy the whole sheet there, bud. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, um, I, it's not great. I mean, this is this was for the Atari XL XE, and but, it came it came out on a couple other things yeah, too. Yeah, the one I'm looking yeah, at this, is but this game looks like fire. 
Wait, yeah. this was published by Activision. Uh, yeah, they did some publishing for them early on. Hmm. So one fun fact is that they created the Fractal Engine, which was used to create the game or used to create the mountains in the game. And basically all it did was draw jagged lines yep, on the right. screen. That's exactly what it did. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. So that's a fun fact. And it will come into use later on. But what's crazy, though, is like they literally had to. I mean, this is so early video gaming. Like we had to make an engine to draw a jagged line in the background. Yeah, exactly. Because that you everything could crash that you see into. on the screen was, was basically like either hand drawn or like it was Cut. mathematically yeah. entered in. That's crazy. Two plus two equals game is no bueno. (laughs) (laughs) So then we're going to skip to 1985. And okay, again, I'm going to be going over kind of like the bigger releases. Yeah. In the early days, they were spitting out like five to ten games a year. Wow. It was pretty nuts. They were literally just throwing stuff through a fan and seeing what's and and John and John. We're we get to witness the bangers. These are the hot shots. These are the Mavericks. These are the ones that took off. Lucasfilms Games Group Arts.com. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if anybody's listening and, and you're of the age where you actually played this stuff, I kind of wanted you to have a little bit of a nostalgia trip where you like were like, oh, yeah, I remember playing that like, off. Oh, game. wow. Graphics the game look was way better in my garbage. head. <laughs> so then in 1985, what's up? No, yes. Like, okay. Yeah. While well, that game looks terrible, whatever. If it was you're, the best they had. If you're going from like Pong to that, you're like, this is the height of technology. Yeah. This is yeah. insane. Right, but ahead. looking back at it now, it's pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1985, the next two games that were released were Chrono, Chronos, hold on, Coronis, Coronis Rift, yeah. and the Eidolon. Yeah. Coronis Rift was another space shooter which uh, had some more intricate mission design and goals. This actually looked like a game. Yeah. Whereas the other one did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Ilon was a dungeon crawler-esque game where you had to slay monsters and defeat bosses and collect crystals or jewels or whatever uh, to get to the end, basically. And if you look up images for that game, they actually used the same fractal engine that they did for uh, Rescue Rescue on Fractalus. And basically, they just inverted the way it drew stuff. So it drew mountains upside down. And they colored it so it made it look like caves. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It is a fantastic game. (laughs) Yeah. So that's awesome. It's it's kind of interesting how they still utilize the same terrible technology to make another terrible. You you think you think some dude's just like playing Rescue and Fractalis, but he's like laying upside down on his bed. He's like, oh my god, I've got it. Mountains and caves. Eureka. (laughs) I wonder if they could use both of them at the same time or if that would be too much computing power. Your Atari just explodes. Shrapnel goes everywhere. <laughs> E.T. cartridge flies out. Yeah. Sounds like R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> so then in 1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1
They're all true. the same people. So anyway, yeah, they had like this weird spurt where they just started spitting out World War II games. But what that ended up doing was giving them experience in making flight games. Oh. We'll come into play a little bit well. later on. So we're going to be skipping to 1989. This was their first quote unquote big release. They released Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the action game. Hmm. Is that? Uh, although, okay. what's up? I was going to say, if I'm thinking of that game, that's that's considered an action game? Well, okay, so they had two. They have an action game, and then they also have a point-and-click Okay, adventure. I was thinking of the point-and-click one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, because they, in, they started using, so Maniac Mansion was a point-and-click game, but they mm-hmm. created, or they used the Scum engine, which mm-hmm. was literally an engine designed to make the Maniac Mansion mm-hmm. <laughs> game. Scum. And they just ended up using that Scum engine to make point-and-click games as, mm-hmm. like, a secondary game for every other game that they make, basically. Gotcha. Okay. gotcha. So we'll go over that. So Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the action game, was actually developed by Tech's design Tier- studio? Yeah, Tech. Uh, info is pretty scarce on it. Um, but it looks like they LucasArts basically helped them with the production of it. I'm assuming because LucasArts kind of has the I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Lucasfilm Games, not LucasArts, not yet, not yet. They kind of you know are working with George Lucas, and they're just giving advice on like what you need to do to keep it in the Indiana Jones universe, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. yeah. So the action game is a side-scrolling action game set in the Indiana Jones world following the acts of the first movie. So it kind of lines up one and one. Um, It was number two on the charts when it released behind RoboCop the game. But fun fact, that game was number one for almost a year straight. Wow. (laughs) So I don't know how well uh, that really sold because RoboCop was still selling at number one. Yeah, true. RoboCop was killing it, literally. Okay. Well, also because it was a really cool franchise. Yeah. True. Also, so there, this Indiana Jones game, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right, follows yeah. the acts of Indiana Jones, the first movie, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm just asking, as an Indiana Jones fan and connoisseur. I guess so. I <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know Indiana Jones that well, so. It just well, that's I, what Wikipedia uh, said. I'm looking at the okay. game, and the very first level is you, is his, him as a kid in the, in the cave. Oh, uh, okay. So, okay, uh, technically, yes. In the beginning of the Last Crusade, which is the third movie, there's like a prequel flashback scene where he's a kid. So maybe that's what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe Wikipedia has it wrong, and it's actually the, it's probably same movie. It's probably the it's probably the third movie, but the beginning of the third movie is prequel to everything else. So it's kind of. Okay. It's the Hobbit to Lord of the Rings type of situation. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I'm just like, my brain does not compute. I know. You're a much bigger Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they released that. And then they also released the game that I guess John played, which was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the graphic adventure. <laughs> I didn't play which it. Is I, just, a point and click I think game. I own it, actually, on Steam. On, Still? On Steam or something? Yikes. Yikes. I also, never understood point and click games. Yeah, I do have, have it. You, Even, I actually do own it. <laughs> Yikes. Have you have have you guys both watched Indiana Jones, the movies? Of course I have. Oh yeah. Okay. Which one is the best movie? This is gonna be de- a divisive. Uh, Crystal Skulls was my favorite. Crystal uh, Skull. I'm gonna say Crystal Skull. My my heart 
died when I watched The Crystal Skulls in theater. I, would I watched say it in theaters. I went to go see that for my birthday when it came out, and I left severely disappointed. Temple of Doom probably would be <laughs> one of the better ones if it didn't hire uh, Spielberg's wife at the time to play mm-hmm. the main, uh, the second role. Yeah. Um, Who's the one that they, they find in the cold bar? That's the first one. That's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. That's that's the chick they bring back Marianne in Crystal Skulls. She's the main. It's Marion Ravenwood. Yeah, she, he's, one, he's the chick he marries in uh, Crystal Skulls. Yeah, and he has Shia LaBeouf as a child. That ruined that Somehow. movie. Shouldn't yeah. have had that one. So uh, last, Cru- back in. last Crusade is the correct answer. Just letting you guys know. On the test oh, really? Later. Yes. The last one? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it has okay. Sean Connery in it as his dad. Oh, okay. So that's and, that one? Yeah, and, that and, it's and it's the one where he has to pick the Holy, the holy Grail. Okay. It's like, this, you chose poorly and the, the guy's face of the Lord. melts. Yeah. I thought that was the Lost Ark when they opened up the Ark. No, that's the first movie. Yeah. That's Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, I know. I thought his face melts when they open it up the Ark. It also melts in the first movie. They, they kind of okay. reuse so that's some a, things. That's a reoccurring theme. <laughs> no, he, oh, so he, he drinks and he turns into a skeleton. Yeah, yeah, they melt him though. Anyway, sorry, too much Indiana Jones talk. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they released that point-and-click game. They re- released it alongside the action game I, again because they were just cranking out games left and right. They were literally just doing whatever they could to crank out games. So those were the two big heavy hitters in 1989. Those sold well. Then in 1990, they had a reorganization of the companies and. That ended up with Lucasfilm's games being rebranded to LucasArts. Smart move. Which is a much better name. Thank God. This is going to be a lot easier yeah. to talk the rest of the show. <laughs> it will. <laughs> and then they also released nine more games that year. Uh, notably, The Secret of Monkey Island, which became a very popular series. Yeah. But yeah. I've never played it, and I also don't care about it. So I'm not going to be covering any of them. Yikes. I've also never played it, <laughs> but it's very popular. Very, I have very popular. them on Steam. Are you gonna ever play okay. them? <laughs> Did you grow up playing all those games? Is that why you bought them? I don't know why I have them. <laughs> oh, okay. It's because Steam Summer Sales exist. That's why yeah. I have these things. You're like, this Island, looks cool. I'm not sure. It's a, it's definitely like that. I believe it was a point and click game. Yeah, so they're all yeah. point and click games, but it like I don't I don't want to say like revolutionized, but kind of. It like definitely put that whole point and click adventure Genre. game genre into the limelight where people are like oh these games well, can actually be good yeah because i know yes. i remember those being huge when i was a kid yeah sierra games mm-hmm. also made a lot of point mm-hmm. and click games didn't they make was leisure it suit larry Secret world no oh, out, outer world uh outer world i think or outworld no. outworld i think it's called outworld. it's i think it's outworld something yeah, like that. outworld yeah it they made that game. game though and it like yeah got super popular super yeah. super popular so i think that game and the secret of Monk Monkey Cat. Island series were the mm-hmm. ones that really like solidified that genre, and that kind of had its heyday at some point, just like uh, and uh, strategy games did. And uh, Leisure Suit Larry, <laughs> yeah, I was just looking yeah, at what they made because I'm pretty sure they made <sighs> West Sierra Games. Yeah, I remember seeing seeing that logo. It's like it burns in my brain from uh-huh. something that I used to yeah. play as a kid. It's just yeah, it's just a bunch it's, of mountains it's from in Half-Life. like line art. That's like scan Half-Life, line art, probably John. What's that? It's probably from Half Life. Did they help with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I think they like cool. King's Quest. Yeah. Yes, they made <laughs> King's Quest. <laughs> All right, so we're moving to the next year. Again, I'm going rapid fire because we got That's... 30 years to go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. 1991. Finally, their first Star Wars game. 
Hey, wow. Star Wars was the fall. Uh, was the game? Okay, thanks me for writing that. <laughs> Star Wars follows uh, the 1977 movie release of A New Hope. It's a side scroller game. Uh, most of the time, but then there were also some, some sections where you piloted the Millennium Falcon in like a pseudo first person. Uh, when you navigate through an asteroid field on your way to the Death Star. They did make some kind of gameplay tweaks or story tweaks to make a more like gameplay oriented feel to it, which I think mm-hmm. is totally fine for a video game to do that. Uh, and then you can also play as Luke, Leia, or Han, uh, but notably Darth Vader only shows up in the game on the game over screen, which is pretty disappointing for a Star Wars yeah. game that follows the events of the first movie. Hmm. He's not in the first so, movie. This. Hey, what? Yes. Oh, I was like, what the? What is happening right now? Like, he's literally in the beginning. I forgot to mention, uh, my favorite Star Wars movies was the last trilogy that came out. All right. All right. Okay. I it was like released on the choke. NES and the Game Boy, the Did Master System, and the Sega Game have, Gear. Have you, game have Gear. Wow. Either of you guys, have either of you guys played this game? No, hmm. but it looks really good. I played okay, so I played Super Star Wars, which is basically the yeah yeah. Have it. Don't spoil anything. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know if this is the same thing. That's why I was saying it. No, I, no. I played, they're all very different. Okay, I played on SNES, so I'll let you continue. Yeah. So okay, going through these, they they basically like did remasters. Yeah, that's basically them. what it was. Yeah. So then that was really the only notable release, but they also released a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't start counting how many games they released. Uh, yeah. back in these early times but i do start doing that a little bit later, later. on okay uh, and it's pretty nuts hey, real quick so then real in quick. 1990 real quick go for it so i found out why sierra was looked so familiar it's from the game shivers that i've talked about a bajillion times <laughs> oh yeah they, okay. I, I could have sworn and it wasn't on there it was shivers uh interesting uh, if you ever okay. look up a spooky game that used to scare me when i was a kid like that it. shaped you into the man that you are today didn't it, it? It's, yes, it, it's <laughs> i am who i am today Mm-hmm. nice scaredy cat like me perfect exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then 1992 came around and they released another uh indiana jones game indiana jones and the gate of atlantis this was released uh or they released both an action game and a point and click game just like the other ones that they did before and i wrote down meh because i didn't yeah. really care about I it. Have that game on steam what too I- Okay, oh what, I, what I don't understand about these like Indiana Jones games and like even Star Wars games, because I'm sure we're going to get into that for a while. It's like you literally have all of the content. You have the movies. Everything's already done. It's like, why are you make? Why aren't you making Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever? They did. I, um, they okay, did. They did. I just okay. didn't. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they released a game basically for every single for movie, every movie franchise that they made. Okay. And they made, so they basically made the movie and then they made a game from Yikes. the same title, which Yikes. made Wikipedia really so fun to go through. Did you, did you see if those, I know you said the first point and click game was like one of their big hits. They were big hits. Uh, big hits as in they, they did well. Okay. That's, that's, I was now, just Now, Wikipedia doesn't yeah. have any reviews on them. But they did put little quips in there here and there of like what people thought because they had like a little mm. uh, reception section for mm. it. And so they all did pretty well, right? Okay. Because I was just they, <laughs> they continued making games. Says, yeah, <laughs> George L thought it was great. Exactly. <laughs> Ted said Five it was stars. one thumb way up. It's like those Amazon reviews yeah. where it's clearly written by the CEO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm the, the director of HR, said it was super duper. <laughs> 
Oh, also, I think I bring it up a little bit later on here. George Lucas, or sorry, I forget what they actually called it. Lucas Company Group, whatever. Mm -hmm. They also had their own gaming magazine that they were releasing at the same time. And they did reviews for their own games in there. So (laughs) that was just pretty funny. They're like, I thought this game's trash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, and you're fired. It's like, oh, exactly. Uh, Okay. Uh, What? I wasn't supposed to put my please. Please enjoy my games. Yours truly, Lord Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Also, earlier today when I was writing these notes, I put together the fact that the main character in Star Wars is called Luke and Mm -hmm. the creator uh, is of Star Wars is George Lucas. Luke. He literally named the first the the protagonist after his last name. Yeah, his last name is Luke Ass. (laughs) Nice. Confirmed. All right. Ray looks over. <laughs> Ray ass. <laughs> ah. <laughs> What's your last name? I don't have a last name. Han Solo. <laughs> I'm just going to put you down as, hmm, Solo. Where do Ray you come Solo. from? I'm an orphan. I still Han like the, orphan. I still like the meme of uh, her bearing Anakin's uh, lightsaber in the sand. He's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah he's like triggered by it. Yeah. all right so then they released indiana jones games and a point and click game meh in 1992 uh lucas arts was now officially licensed to make star wars <laughs> games <laughs> so that kind of makes their first star wars game release a little bit weird because it came out a year before they were licensed i have no idea how they did it and there was zero information <laughs> on how they ended up doing that they're like, legally, we're not allowed to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, like, when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. They Tar- already released a Star Wars may- game, and may- just now they're acquiring the license? I think by 92... What was it? 91 that that came out? I think Atari didn't have enough money for lawyers to defend themselves against them. Using oh, their- <laughs> most likely. they, Dude, Atari was probably selling off their licenses, and they were yeah. just like, all right, take the Star Wars license back. You can have it back. They're like... George's like, thanks. Gee. <laughs> Thank God. So, yeah. Now in 1992. Okay, so basically from here on out, they literally start spitting out Star Wars games like a Gatling gun. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. All right. So, still in 1992, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, the game, was released on the new Game Boy. Or no, sorry. That's supposed to be the NES. Oh. God. Dude, typos, man. That's, I'm pretty sure fast. this is the one I have that sucks. Yes, I have yeah. that in here. Again, it follows the events of the movie of the same name. This time, though, the player would only be able to play as Luke, who had a blaster and a lightsaber, but you did get multiple force powers over the course of the game, which kind of you know made the game a little bit more interesting. Hmm. Uh, the game ends uh, with rescuing Han Solo and then defeating darth vader so again they made some more gameplay element choices Mm -hmm. to the story instead of just ending on a depressing note like the empire strikes back did the movie the devs were so preoccupied finishing this game and also starting on super star wars that they never ended up making a return of the jedi game (laughs) wow it's a little bit oversight and then when i yeah i know right and then i also We'll just have him kill Darth Vader in this. We'll have to make another game. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that they made those changes to the story kind of I, ends the. I didn't even realize race. you said that that they killed Darth Vader during the. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like yeah, put yeah. two and okay. two together. 
did did they well defeated you know? i know i know it's like did anyone making this game watch star wars and like no no, know- no. so they with these games, they ended up making alterations to the story that make the gameplay yeah. flow better. No, no, I understand that. I'm just asking, did any of them watch the movies? They're like, yes, you rescue on Solo, it's like, okay, and then you defeat Darth Vader. Well, the guy that like, owns the company made Star okay, Wars. Yeah. No, yeah, I Lord know, Lucas I'm just himself. asking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it was weird. But when I was looking through the pictures, I did notice that in the beginning is the Hoth mission. And I'm pretty sure this is the the infa- infamous Star Wars game that was incredibly hard to beat. Yeah, it sucks. Probably. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So when I when I looked up the game, I also found a 12 minute speed run of it. So wow. I question it's not hard for some people. I question my parents' love for me whenever I started playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. I watched the speed run all the way through. All he did was just jump over everything. Yeah. Because it's well, like in a cave like and stuff too, right? Like you go down to a yeah, cave. So you, yeah, so you start in the cave. Hoth. You start on Hoth in the cave where you go and get your lightsaber and you fight mm-hmm. the, the Yeti whatever thing. monster it is. Yeah. And then you go and you go to Dagobah. You learn about your training. So you go through like a swamp mission and then you end up going into like some weird factory on on Cloud City and you rescue mm-hmm. Han Solo there. And then you mm-hmm. also defeat Darth Vader. Yeah, and da- the level design kind of looks a little bit like... Um, Mega Man, mm-hmm. but then it also yeah. looks way worse. <laughs> nice, it's way worse because it was still on the SNES. So, no, this or, is sorry. NES. This is on the NES, so yeah. the graphics were pretty limited. I got you. <clears throat> and then again, also another Star Wars game released in 1992. This was called the Super Star Wars, though. Mm-hmm. So this was basically going back to A New Hope and redoing the game for the Super NES. Mm-hmm. It followed the same storyline as A New Hope, but again, they made alterations to adapt it to a more action type of game. Um, And thanks to the extra power of the NES, they were able to add a lot more gameplay features to it as well and like extra missions and stuff like that. That's SNES. You said NES. You said NES. Sorry, SNES. Yeah, whatever. Maybe they shouldn't name the system the same name and just add Super in front of it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so some examples of the extra power that it afforded them instead of buying R2-D2 and C-3PO like they did in the movie, you end up having to fight your way through the Jawa sand crawler to then get the two droids. So they ended up adding like a bunch more gameplay elements. And that's also part of like their alterations to make the game more fun. I, I've played this. This is oh, I've, did played, you? I've did played you? this in Super Nintendo. You liked it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so incredibly hard. I actually, I actually played the. Was that because you were young, though? Um, that's. I would say that I was better at like platformers when I was young than I am now. Okay. So if I played it now, I'd probably get just as frustrated. But you actually, <laughs> you actually, what's what is it? It's called Land Speeder, right? Like this little car that he has in the beginning. Uh, yeah, it's a Land Speeder. Yeah. yeah so like that on the Super Nintendo, if you want to go fast, you hold up, right, and it actually tilts your car up as you're driving. And oh, you like can't, you're doing a wheelie. Yeah, like you're doing a wheelie for some reason. But, <laughs> oh, I'm looking you, at it right now. It is yeah, funky. You're doing, you're, yeah, you're doing a wheelie, but then you can't really see the screen, and there's like mines on it, and you hit them yeah. and all kinds of crap. And the side-scrolling part where you're playing Luke, I don't think I've... I think I made it past the first level one time because it's like constant like quicksand, enemies hitting you, and you just have like a garbage blaster. And then I, find, I think I made it past once, and then you just die, and then you just have to start <laughs> Like, dude, games back then... 
I'm re- I mean, we're lucky now. Like games were brutal yeah. back well, then. Well, back then, like when it released it, that was it. Yeah. They had no patches. Yeah. That's right. what I'm saying. Like the game is like you either suck or you you get good. That's it. Exactly. So, uh, in this game, you are either side-scrolling, like Jones talked about, or you're controlling a vehicle, like an X-Wing or a land speeder, and that was using the Mode 7 that the SNES had. So, that's basically where it kind of mimics a 3D view of the game, Mm -hmm. and you're moving, quote-unquote, forward instead of moving side-to-side. But you're you're still like, I I don't, it's so hard to describe Mode 7 if you haven't seen it. Hmm. You're like moving side-to-side like you are when you're, um when you're playing like galactica where you move Mm -hmm. your character from left and right to the screen and you're basically oh it's like a it's like an infinite temple run game on yeah yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. you're right that's like that basically what it is Mm -hmm. but just really old yeah (laughs) later levels allow you to control han or chewy which was pretty neat they had Mm -hmm. more playable characters uh and then fun fact there was a trash compactor level uh, that they wanted to include in the game, but they ended up having to cut it due to culture, cartridge space, which ends up being a huge issue in the future with uh, a lot of consoles that they worked on. Nice. Uh, there was also a PC port that was fully finished and was in the playtesting phase when LucasArts killed it. Crazy. <laughs> um, that's a long... But, that's far. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this was DOS. This yeah. is a DOS version Still, of the game. Still, so for it to and be on playtesting and done with yeah, it. playtesting and they're like, ah, screw it. Yep, LucasArts killed it for whatever reason, but thanks to you know it being on PC, it was later leaked onto the interwebs, and when it's on the interwebs, uh, it's on there forever, so you can find Dude, it. Dude, <laughs> you know what? I just had a thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, emulate this and see how it is. You should. Oh, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't played it in like 20 years, probably. I. When I went back and was looking years. at these games, I actually want to play these SNES games because looking at the graphics, I have this oh, in yeah. here in my notes. I'm pretty sure that the SNES graphics were the height of pixel pixel art. Mm-hmm. They were that's... like these games look absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I was telling you like Link to the Past on Super Nintendo is like my favorite Zelda game because yeah. it still holds up like it's beautiful still. Yeah, it's it's... it's crazy what they were able to do, and I feel like newer pixel art games while yes they are adding a lot of really cool elements where they have like 3d elements inside Mm -hmm. and they also have like real light real time lighting with the pixel art graphics which which looks really nice i just feel like going back to how the the snes looks and trying to emulate that the best you can but maybe adding in like higher frame rates with the Mm -hmm. pixel art would just be so good (laughs) yeah that's i think that's what a lot of people struggle to achieve is like you're trying to make a Super Nintendo era game, but you're putting too much new tech into yes. it. When yes. it's like, just make like make good art, like good pixel art. Constrain then, yourself the same way. Yeah. Try to do as much as you can constrained, and then ease up a little bit when you think it really needs it. Yeah, exactly. And then just make yeah. it, you know, 4K or whatever. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> so, moving on. Now, we're done with 92, finally. So, that was... Mm-hmm. Was it like four big titles? They also released a bunch of other stuff, but it's boring. More Monkey yeah. Island games, basically. Mm-hmm. 1993. Super Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back uh, was released. You could play as Luke, Han, or Chewie, and this time they each had their own special abilities, Neat. which I found really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Luke could deflect blaster fire while Han could throw grenades and Chewie could spin. 
That was his special move. <laughs> he just, like, what? Spin and hit people? He just spun. Yeah, he just spun around and did damage. He's <laughs> just like, all right. It's, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. He has a crossbow and he's it's... gigantic. I, why doesn't he do, like, a ground slam or, like, charge or anything? Uh, no, he spins. Tasmanian devil, this That's dude. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, he kind of looks like a giant yeah, Tasmanian really devil. Really strange. Yeah, you didn't think he would, Very like, odd choice. The technology... Like, why couldn't he just, like, smack just the ground? Exactly. Or throw yeah, something. Like, pick up someone and throw them. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe, like, give him a normal blaster, and then his special move is a, a, is his the crossbow. Bowcaster. Bowcaster. The bowcaster. And it, yeah. like, shoots all the way on the screen, so it penetrates yeah. everything. I don't know. And whatever. Uh, so, yeah, this game... Uh, Darth Vader was the final boss in this. Again. So, again. Yeah. 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 But it was a lot better because it was on the Super SNES. Uh, looks way better. Mechanics were better. And then fun fact, uh, a contest was run in LucasArts' own gaming magazine called Electronic Gaming Monthly to get your likeness in the next game. So the winner was Jeff Krosno, who won the, comp- or the uh, contest. contest. And so his face appears uh, in the Icefields cutscene as a rebel soldier. Neat. But I was like, great, you're like five pixels in the game. <laughs> hey, that's five pixels more than you were in the game, bro. That's true. true. Yeah. yeah, he he just carries around a cartridge and he goes to the bar. Hey, have you ever played Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back? I know. <laughs> Take me I'm home. I'm in the game. Take me home. Did you, did, did you get to meet uh, George? Uh, he was busy. He said we're going to hang out later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or he like just faxed them an image of his face, maybe. Yep. They're like, we only need two pixels, bro. Like what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's actually Everything else is just gonna be. Made it's up. actually like a pretty. I know, but how are you gonna be able to pick his face out of all the other it's, faces? It's the only face that you can see. Oh. In the okay. picture, uh, like it's okay, it's nice. a cut. It's like a picture of of a. Uh... But also, like you don't know who that oh, is. Oh, you'd never so know. Could have just been a random face. Knows. Like. That's my point. Like, yeah, exactly. All the other, all the other rebels are like facing away, like far away, and his is he's literally holding binoculars, looking like right at the he's camera, just stoically looking. He's like the looking camera. at the camera, giving a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is actually a pretty big release. Okay, mm-hmm. so in 1993, they released Star Wars X. Ooh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is one where I was like, okay, this is like yeah. the heavy hitter here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. X-wing is a space simulation game where the player pilots starfighters for the Rebel Alliance in a story that parallels the events of Star Wars: A New Hope. X-wing was one of the first games to use 3D polygon graphics for spaceships, well, 3D polygon graphics in general, but and they used it for their spaceships. The player can choose between an A-wing, an X-wing, a Y-wing, or a B-wing. And the B-Wing cool. was included in an expansion pack, so you didn't get it in the base game. You can actually play as that wait, B-Wing. It's wait, pretty neat. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold, hold that thought. Okay. I know I know Star Wars has A, X, Y, and B-Wings, right? I'm looking yeah. at my Xbox controller. Why do we have A, B, X, and Y as our buttons? Why does the NES or the Super NES have A, B, X, and Y as the buttons? Hmm. Uh, it's... Definitely not because of this game, because it wasn't released on that console. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I know, but like Star Wars came out in 77 or like yeah. 70, you know, 79. I think they did that because Sony had uh, shapes. So no, then they no. just took the alphabet. Sony PlayStation didn't come out until 95. 
I, I know, but you're talking about the Xbox controller, right? I know. I'm trying to make the connection between why is it A, B, X, and Y for the wings that they're using, and those are like the mainstream okay. ones. You got to be careful of it snapping back because you're stretching that really far. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. Go on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, while piloting, uh, the player needs to balance their power between weapon shields and, and, and engines. It was released only on MS-DOS and Macintosh because consoles at the time weren't really powerful enough. Hmm. Wait, so this is basically the prequel to Star Wars Squadrons? Yep. Uh, the one that came out a couple years ago? Yep. yep. That yep. just this came out like six months ago? No. Or a year ago? Like a year ago. A year ago, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was actually surprised at how intricate this game was for how old it is. Like, this mm-hmm. is 93, and yeah. it's using 3D polygon graphics. Yeah. Doom yeah. came out just a little like two years before this in 91, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. I did the episode. And I have no idea. 91, 92, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, somewhere around there. And like this is the game that's using 3D polygons. Now, the whole game isn't made of uh, 3D polygons. It was only for the ships like your your cockpit yeah. is still like pixel art, basically. Yeah. yeah. But it's still pretty cool that yeah. this game had like power management in it. And then it also had dogfighting in like mm-hmm. a pseudo 3D environment, hmm. which is pretty dope. Yeah. And then the like, and then the final boss is Darth Vader. Vader. <laughs> yeah, you, final boss is yeah. What is Darth Vader? He's in his uh something wing. Interceptor, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the Interceptor and the final boss is fighting him in the trench run, I think. Cool. So yeah. They they have a theme here with all their Star Wars games. <laughs> wow. It's almost like he's the big baddie of the franchise. What? So, moving on then to 1994, they released 11 games in, in about a year. God. Um, so that was in between. Sorry, I did some weird math here for whatever reason. I The sun was getting me because I was sitting in my hot kitchen when I was doing this. So, between the release of X-Wing and then mm-hmm. uh, their next big hitter, they released 11 games So oh, in wow. about a year. Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi was released in 1994, again on the SNES, but it was also released on the Game Boy and Game Gear. Some notable changes were the addition of Leia as a playable character, as well as Wicket, uh, who was one of the Ewoks in uh, the movie. You know what I've always wanted to play as in Star Wars? An Ewok. Because they're know, so right? cool. They're super <laughs> cool. Every time, so you know in games how like whenever they hit something, they do a grunt? Mm-hmm. Every single time he hits something, he goes into 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 into. Dude, at Battlefront, they're awesome, bro. What are we talking about? They're like super cool. You can their hitbox is half the size. That's as, true. As it's like else. hey, it's like, they're yeah, like Yoda. Yeah, it's like in in uh, Goldeneye. You play uh, uh, playing odd job. No, uh, not odd job. What's his name? The little dude. Yeah, because then you can't when you play slaps, you can't hit him because he's too short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's odd job yeah odd job gotcha because you weren't allowed to so fun fact (laughs) fun fact leia in this game uh had multiple different appearances and fighting abilities that changed depending on the stage you were playing on so in the beginning she was dressed as a bounty hunter wielding a staff when she was in um jabba's palace Mm -hmm. right and then a little bit later on when you're on the the sand Mm-hmm. what are they the called? giant ship the giant ships sand sailors or something like sand that sand crawlers oh no, uh, sand crawlers. I can't oh yeah yeah it's called the like sand yes. airship thing yeah whatever it was uh in that stage she's in her like famous metal bikini 
and nice. she's wielding a chain whip, nice. which is pretty nice. dope. And then later on in the game, when you can play her again in the Battle of Endor, mm-hmm. she's wearing her um, Rebel Leader uh, outfit, which is pretty cool. And mm-hmm. she's also holding a blaster in that. So it was pretty neat that they had enough cartridge space for whatever reason on this game to add in Leia as technically three different playable characters. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, they like Castlevania. And the Castlevania attention to detail for that was like so good. <laughs> like we're gonna Castlevania her with the freaking chain the whip. Chain whip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, and then I also have Star Wars Tie Fighters was released, and it was a continuation of the X Wing yep. series, but nothing really changed all that just much more, in that game. Just, just more. Just more. X-Wing. X-Wing. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. 1995 rolls around. That was a good year. Some uh, some cool people were born that year. Six releases or six game releases happened in 1995. One of those being Star Wars Dark Forces, which was a huge game release at the mm-hmm. time, in my opinion. Yeah. It was released on Dawson Macintosh as well as the PlayStation, although I don't recommend playing it there. <laughs> this was the first first person shooter set in the Star Wars universe that was made by LucasArts. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, 1995 is crazy, yeah. right? The game was inspired by fan-made Doom mods where they basically converted Doom into like Star Wars era where you're fighting on the Death Star and you're fighting stormtroopers instead of demons, stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool that this game was inspired by them playing other games. Yeah. I'm just like, that's that's like dev making or game dev mm-hmm. times 10. Yeah, like, basically. You're doing, it, you're doing it well. People basically are making the game that they want to play and you're just like, all right, we see that. We're going to raise it. you 10. <laughs> yeah and then we're gonna sell it to you for profit <laughs> exactly money uh the game however uh was much more ambitious than the doom mod they wanted the environments to be more active than doom did and they wanted it to allow the player to have more freedom of exploring the game world so because of that they had to build their own engine from scratch to accomplish this they called it the jedi game engine it was one of the first fully 3D game engines. It allowed more movement options like crouching and jumping because of that, as well as the ability to look up and down. Wow. Because in Doom, yeah, I, you can't look up and down. That's crazy to think yeah. that was like, wow, you can look up and down. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, and then moving on here. Because of the new Jedi game engine, it also allowed more intricate level design. So... In Doom, they basically faked going up and down stairs, but mm-hmm. in this engine, they actually had multiple stories to buildings, hmm. um, which was like unheard of at the time, basically. <clears throat> uh, even with these advancements to the gameplay, though, Dark Forces was still called a Doom clone by a lot of reviewers and just like people playing the game. Hmm. The PC port had an average score of 77, and notably the game was... Or, sorry. They noted that the game was a lot shorter than they had expected, as well as the PlayStation had a terrible score of around 59 on average, and that was due to the poor visuals and low frame rate. Hmm. I wonder what like a uh what game time was expected to be in 1995. Yeah. Like what was what was considered thing. a short game? Because like you can finish three hours? in like two to three hours. Yeah. What what's a short game in 1995? Yeah. How, how do you know, know how long this game is? Did it say? I don't. What's no, it, it didn't just Dark say Forces? Uh yeah. yeah, Dark Forces. Star Wars Dark Forces. Nineteen ninety five. 
Is it on how long to beat? That's what I'm looking right now. It has to be. I'm sure they have. I mean, this game. This game sold a crap. It's nine time. hours long. Yeah. Nine hours? Are you serious? Yeah. Like, ah, okay, that's people. short. Short. Yeah. All right. Well, last fun fact is the game sold a million copies by 1999, which is pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. I would say that's successful. <laughs> I mean, just look at the effort they put into it. It's awesome to see that that they're like, hey, yeah. Star Wars is awesome. Let's kill it. They made a brand new like, engine for it. Like, oh, you can look up and down. You can do all this stuff. Like, that's ah, Doom Clone. Next. This game I know, is so right? short. That, I like, imagine like hearing that, like, that. Like, yeah, it's inspired by, but they literally build an engine for this game. And like, yeah, Doom Clone. And it did things that Doom couldn't do. Yeah, Doom Clone. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's depressing, but whatever. They made their money from it, so. Yeah. Oh, they're, I'm sure yeah. they're like, oh, darn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, darn, we're a Doom Clone. Please buy our game. <laughs> yeah. 1996. Four games were released, one of which was Shadow of the Empire, where you play as Dash Rendar, which when I read that, I was like, dude, I know that name. Mm. And uh, I think it may have been because of this game. So you play as Dash Rendar uh, as you help the main heroes of the movies because it follows um, a little bit of the storyline of, I think, A New Hope, I think, and Empire Strikes Back, I think. The game was released on the N64 and Windows. It sold 1 million copies in a year. Reviews were pretty mixed, though. Most settled on the idea that the game was limited in scope thanks to the cartridge limits of the N64, but they did praise the polygonal graphics, um, saying that they were like, I think think the word was um, inspiring or something like that. Hmm. (laughs) And then another... Another fun fact on this game, one of the main missions is rescuing Leia from a palace on Coruscant, which I'm pretty sure is the first time Coruscant is ever referenced in any type of like media mm-hmm. for the Star Wars franchise. I'm sure it was in the lore that mm-hmm. was like because Dash Rendar, I'm pretty sure, was pulled from books. Hmm. Yeah, like the was. expanded universe yeah. that they were writing. Yeah. So I'm sure Coruscant was in those books, but this was, I'm pretty sure, the first time it was ever featured in a game or movie. And like media. Yeah, in multimedia. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And um, I'm looking at, I've played this game. I rented it from Blockbuster when I was a child. Was it good? Nice. <laughs> uh, It was really hard. That it seems was to really be hard. I don't, I don't remember it being bad necessarily but i don't remember being good either and looking at reviews and stuff which i'm sure dakota's gonna say i don't know if you have i actually don't oh so it's like 70 is really bad with it's like 73 on n64 and a 62 on windows yeah they okay surprisingly lucas arts had a lot of 70s games Mm -hmm. like a lot of their games were released and people were just like meh hey hey it's just like the draft we'll take 70s win True. <laughs> C's, C's get degrees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so moving on then, that was like kind of the only notable release. Again, they had multiple releases in that year, but a lot of them were continuations of their other franchises. Yeah. 1997, nine games were released. Most of them were by LucasArts. So they were still publishing some games developed by other people. But for whatever reason, they had a period of in the late 90s and early 2000s where LucasArts was the one developing and publishing the games. Hmm. So most of these games released in 97 were done by LucasArts. 
I have a couple notable releases here, and some of them are weird. <laughs> Yoda Stories was released. Oh, fun. This was a strange, procedurally generated level roguelike game where the goal is to complete 100 screens. So, like, mm-hmm. a screen was randomly generated, mm-hmm. and it had a random objective on it, like, go collect a key. And like literally, a mar- all you did was just move over to it. So, it's like Among Us strat? No, it's way worse. Uh, they had basic objectives on it, and the goal was to complete a hundred of these objective screens, which are super easy, to get to the last puzzle, which was again just another one of the weird, like objectives. Yoda, Yoda stories. Yeah, complete it, the it task you must. <laughs> very, very strange. <laughs> Looking at the graphics for it, I'm like, this is not finished. Little effort we put. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it got released, it got trashed. <laughs> Reviews were not were not happy with this game, and for good reason because it did not look very fun. And I'm pretty sure this was them experimenting with procedural generation because this is a '97. And they're like, "Wait, that got released? That was a joke." Yeah, just, exactly. That was, that, oh, that no, was that a beta. Got leaked. That got leaked as a release. Yeah, for some reason the leakers put it on like game CDs. I guess IGN wasn't taking cash payments back in 1997. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so another notable release in 97 was actually a half decent game. Star Wars Masters of Taresh Kashi. Hmm. This was released on the PlayStation. It's a fighting game set in the Star Wars universe. What? It had its own plot and like storyline, but I'm pretty sure everybody just bought it because it was a Star Wars game that you could like basically fight. Dude, I That's know cool. this game. I played yeah. this. I played this. Before I know. It's like early. Ago. What is the game called? Soul Eater or whatever. Soul Caliber, like Soul, Soul Caliber. Yeah, dude. What is this game? I know. <laughs> I know. So cool. <clears throat> so, um, Lucas Arts was excited about the release of the game. Like the devs were super happy with it because of the amount of work that they had put into it. Like they were collaborating with other departments within Lucas Arts. Mm-hmm. One of which is they had ILM help with all of the motion capture of the characters. So like the movements were like fluid and like they were quote unquote high end at the time. And then when it was released, uh, it got super mixed reviews. A lot of people saying how slow the characters move and that the attacks felt underpowered. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big yikes for me. So I felt really bad when I was reading this because I was like, dude, this is a straight up like we're doing something new in the Star Wars universe. We're releasing a fighting game and we're going to like put all of this effort and production quality into it. And then it just releases and people are like, yeah, sucks. The characters move slow and the attacks feel like suck. Dang, man, that that Uh, would suck. There's a Princess Leia in the game. They have like a bikini outfit, like her outfit, but she also has a Darth Maul style lightsaber where it's a staff with a lightsaber on both ends in the nice. game. Pretty. I just thought, I just found a gif of her just like just kicking uh, Han Solo in the nuts and dying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Reading the development on that, a lot of passion went into it and it did not do well. I mean, so, but it's, I mean, it's a bummer. This is so 97's the, uh, experimenting year yes it was yeah. but then also they they released star wars jedi knight dark forces 2 to keep the cash flow going <laughs> yeah okay i gotcha <laughs> this game it, this time it was only released on windows uh and they improved on it in many different aspects 
And that was probably due to it only releasing on PC because, again, the last Dark Forces was released on the N64 and it was kind of trashed at not being fully yeah. developed thanks to the, the cartridge size. Mm. Yeah. So they basically took that opportunity to improve on it in almost every aspect. One notable change was moving to the Sith game engine, mm. which was now completely 3D. So even though the last Jedi engine was 3D, some elements were still kind of faked mm-hmm. and to make it look 3D. Yep. Whereas this one was completely fully 3D and it used DirectX 5 for 3D accelerated graphics, which <clears throat> I didn't research this, but I'm pretty sure that means that it actually took your hardware to render the games instead of using software rendering. Interesting. I'm I'm just because impressed with DirectX fact, 5. Uh Doom 3 or Doom the original game was all rendered off your CPU. Mm. I did not know that. I just Originally. Like, so we are uh like barely at DirectX 11 12 and this is using DirectX 5 in 1997. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Technology has not gotten that wild. <laughs> Well, okay, it has because DirectX stays around for a long time. Like each version is around for like four or five years. This is true. This is true. But we've only gotten like five or six since this since this time. In twenty twenty number not larger improvement uh, not found. Well, also DirectX yeah DirectX nine was around for like a thousand years. Dude, it was (laughs) and eleven as well. Eleven released like in the twenty tens, early twenty tens, I think, and just now it's kind of fading out. So, moving on, that was the last notable release in 97. 1998 comes around, and seven games are released. A lot of really strange strange games were released this year. So, 97 also had some strange releases where they really mm. experimented with franchises. Yeah. This one was a lot weirder. And I say weirder not as, like, a derogatory term, but just this was like, okay, we tried a fighting game, now let's just try whatever. <clears throat> Star Wars Rebellion was released, and this was a 4X strategy game set in the Star Wars universe, Hmm. which is pretty crazy for 1998. This was actually when strategy games were, like, hyped. No, this is not crazy, because this is, like, Age of Empires 1's already out, StarCraft's already out. This is, like... No, I know. This is, like, prime time to be making a strategy game. Strategy games were popping, but 4X games are different. What's a 4X game? 4X games are way more involved. 4X is, like unit like civilization like economy earth, economy like earth so it's like all the way down you control all the way down from like a single person all the way to like a galaxy galaxy Jeez. all right yeah yeah, yeah. that galactic so, empire exactly <laughs> <laughs> you could choose between a rebel or galactic empire military administrator uh, and basically the goal was to try to take control of the entire universe which mm-hmm. is super dope that this game was even released because this is this is basically made for the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, or the Star Wars franchise was made for this type of game. Yeah, you would colonize, produce troops, and invade other star systems. And back in okay, back for like a 1998 game, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that they were describing made it sound like this game was nuts. Yeah, and hmm. maybe that's just 4X games is they have to be this intricate. Otherwise, hmm. they wouldn't be called a 4X strategy True. game. True. Hmm. Uh, and I have in here that we need more of these games today. And that's probably just because we've only had like five Star Wars releases in the past 10 years. No, probably. No, no. What, and, what, and what you mean is you want more Star Wars specific 
4X games because there's a ton of 4X games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean yeah. like Star Wars 4X or strategy games. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So then another game that was released, this one was definitely a weirder game, was Droid Works, which was a basically a build a bear for droids the game. The goal <laughs> was I like looking at it, it looked like an early version of what Spore is. Hmm. Or like you basically piece together yeah. like droids and whatnot. And you were piecing them together for certain requirements and tasks that they had to complete and you would build it and then you would have it do the task and see if it completes the task so mm. it sounds kind of sounds uh, fun in a way it's yeah it sounds like a chill game right mm. and so the goal for the game was to make a non-violent star wars game because up to this point it was all shooting kill and, and everyone and stuff yeah so they Def- wanted to make kind of like a kid focus game which i think mm. they accomplished hmm but when I was looking at it and when I was looking at the old screenshots, I was like, man, I hate to say this as a PC person, but this would make a great mobile game. Yeah, oh, I could see that. Yeah, hmm. I would love to play this while I'm taking it down. <laughs> Perfect. Because that's that's what mobile games are made for. Basically. <laughs> and then hmm. the last game to release that I have on here in 1998, which was a big hitter, was Rogue Squadron. So this is different from the X-Wing series. This is a brand new space sim series. Mm -hmm. And this was the first flight sim game that they made that included atmosphere battles. So the X-Wing series was all in space. It was all space battles. There was no going down to the planets or anything like that. Whereas Rogue Squadrons included space battles, but then also included in atmosphere battles. So what that meant is that it was you were able to reenact a lot more of the movie battles that you saw, like Hawk yeah, and stuff like that. This game that. was awesome. Mm. Yeah. I wrote down reception for this was really, really yeah. good. I just saw good and I was like, <laughs> okay. I think it was yeah, it was that I everybody loved this game. Yeah. This is yeah. like, you know, people praise X Wing as being like an amazing Star Wars flight sim, but mm. I really think people remember Rogue Squadron as the Star Wars yeah, flight sim yeah, game. This yeah, this is a good game. Also, I don't know if you put on here, uh, real quick. So yeah, obviously this game's awesome. It put N sixty four like this was one of the. If you had N sixty four, like okay, you're playing Mario, you're playing Zelda, you're playing Rogue Squadron. Like this is yeah. like one of those games that you play. But this took advantage of the N sixty four's expansion pack, and oh. you could play you could play Rogue Squadron at a higher resolution, so it looked even better. Oh, this is like wow. one of the first games that really took advantage of the expansion pack. I just saw that on the wiki. Oh, interesting. I'm kind of upset that wiki didn't have that in it. Yeah, which is kind of... And this is also those game when people are like, dude, do you play Rogue Squadron? You're like, yeah. Yeah, right. This is the... Yeah, this was this one of the, the games game. that was talked about at high school. I remember... Middle school and high school? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I remember like Back I then? had a cheat where you could drive like a black limousine. As <laughs> what? It, like, yeah, there's a cheat. Because whenever you do a mission... You'd pick a ship from the hangar, and you could like look around the hangar. Yeah. And I had a cheat code where like it was a black car. You fly a black oh, car. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, kind of a special year coming up here. 1999 was a special year. Eight titles were released, and a bunch of titles were based off of the Phantom Menace, which was also released in 1999. So this was the start of the prequels. One of the most notable ones to me was Star Wars Episode One Race. This was a game based off the pod racing scene in the movie. God, the game is so good. 
<sighs> one of the best, God, one of the best so scenes good. in the entire movie. So all three of you are sorry. All three of us have played it, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. I okay. played on N sixty four, dude. Okay. Yeah. I was just making sure because this is this gets pretty crazy. You were able to race through many of the levels that you saw on Tatooine, uh, but you were also able to do tracks on other planets as well. Uh, if your racer was uh, received to, I didn't, I didn't remember this. I remembered it had destruction, but I don't remember how crazy it was. If your pod racer received too much damage on one of the engines, it would explode, and then you were left with one engine mm-hmm. that you had to try to finish the race mm-hmm. with, and it made it harder to to um, pilot. And then if you boosted too much because the pod racers basically had a nitrous button mm-hmm. um if you boosted too much it would damage your engines and if they blew up because you were boosting too much uh you would basically blow both engines and then mm-hmm. skid on the ground like they did in the movie for a little bit nice. before it switched to a to the game over screen mm-hmm. which i thought was just like a nice little homage to how mm-hmm. it worked in the movies yeah i remember uh if you played a sebulba you could shoot fire at the side of it Mm-hmm. Oh really? They had a flamethrower that, that shot out the side. The Bulba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game was reviewed incredibly high, and it's actually still noted as one of the best Star Wars games ever released by critics. Yeah. So every is. time there's like a best Star Wars game release, mm-hmm. this is usually on the top of the list. Yeah. Or close they freaking to killed it. it. Yeah. As of 2011, it's the highest-grossing sci-fi racing game ever released surpassing 3.12 million sales beating out franchises like wipeout <laughs> that's crazy and also this game also got a re-release on ps4 and pc in yeah. 2015 i think yeah dude and if even watching phantom menace because they because uh lucas arts or whatever who wait what's george lucas what's it called lucas film lucas film yeah they know what they're doing with sound. The sound design Dude. for the pod racing scene still is like is amazing. <laughs> and even in the game, like they they did a really good job. Yeah. And the and the part where even in the first race where you have to like you actually have to turn your car sideways to go through the crack or you hit yeah. it. Like you can do that in the N sixty four game, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Game's I awesome. still think that it's an absolute shame that we don't have newer versions of this game. They they had yeah sequels release for the game yeah. but it was like at this point it's like 15 years ago yeah well and the thing is is like the fact that we only had pod racing in the first movie and never had any more pod racing is like a trend i didn't even thought about that like Wars. yeah that just doesn't exist anymore it was like it was just it was supposed to be like just a one-off thing that happened but yeah. it was like, everyone's like this is the best part of the movie guys i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah the final cutscene, or the not the final cutscene. The final scene of episode one should have been them battling Darth Maul on pod racers. On pod racers, dude. Yeah. And then Sebulba comes back as a good guy in the end. <laughs> he's, and he, he starts speaking. He goes, I'm sorry, Annie. I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's a... Uh, uh, Slamo, right? Isn't that what they Slice, call it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. We butchered it. All right. <laughs> we did. All right. Moving on. All right. <laughs> So 2000 comes around and so basically the other like eight titles that were released in 1999 were basically like, oh, Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, Menace. the game just (laughs) re-released like 20 million different times. Mm -hmm. They did the storyline for for episode one, like four different times on four different platforms. Like they had a Game Boy game. They had, I think, yeah, I think uh, that GameCube or like 
N64 version. Yeah, it's N64. Like, it was crazy. The, I'm pretty sure the battle for Naboo had to be part of that. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that where you get to play as like the Gungans and like fight on their little janky like yep. Wraith Halo tank. I, I had <laughs> the Phantom Menace on the PlayStation. I used to play it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played all of the Game Boy Advance games that mm-hmm. were released and I do have some of those titles in here. Mm-hmm. Those were so good. Hmm. I remember those games very fondly. So it had like a 2D side scrolling. I'll, yeah. I'll talk about it later on. Okay. So then tw- uh, 2011, sorry, not 2011. <laughs> in 2011 titles were released, 10 of which were Star Wars games, probably riding off the hype of Phantom Menace the year prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some notable releases were Force Commander, a real-time strategy game with a bird's-eye view of a 3D battle. So this was not a 4X game. This was actually like a strategy game that was mm-hmm. down on the battle. Hmm. Uh, why are these not more common? I don't understand why we're still not releasing those types of games it's, now. It sounds like a, like a Total War type of game. A where little like bit. You command yeah. troops, but you can like. also zoom in. So just Star Wars Total War. It'll happen eventually. I, I mean, they're, make, I mean, they're making... We'll talk I mean, about it. I mean, they're making a uh, Lord of the Rings Total War, so. Ooh, I mm-hmm. will play that one. And then another notable release was Star Wars Demolition, a vehicle demo derby <laughs> type of game where you play as Star Wars vehicles and you have to be the last vehicle standing. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of vehicles in Star Wars have guns and you could use yeah. guns, but it was basically like, what was that game that we just Twisted played? Twisted Metal. No, uh, Wreckfest. Wreckfest. Wreckfest is a little, it felt a little bit like that. I think I remember playing this game. It's basically just vehicle uh, team mm-hmm. deathmatch. <laughs> hmm. I would pick the sand crawler. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller. <laughs> I, I, oh, I the sand so. crawler. No, yeah. I, I, I went, you're sending the entire map. <laughs> just <laughs> like crushing everything. You just crush everything. Yeah. <laughs> so then 2001 comes around. Five titles are released. All Star Wars titles. Another strategy game was released. Bobblehead racing game was released. And then a unique action game was released called Star Wars Obi-Wan. This released on the Xbox and it follows Obi-Wan through his training before the events of episode one. The unique thing about this game is it had a very weird fighting style where Obi-Wan's lightsaber was controlled, controlled by one of the analog sticks. Whoa! It's like it's like the Wii before the Wii came out. A l- yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just like moving so around. When I said that, both of your guys' faces went what? <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that. Uh, not much is said about the game, but it does have a 58 on Metacritic. <laughs> oh, so I'm guessing those stick controls for the lightsaber didn't go over very well because we yeah. never saw them again. <laughs> You're just like spamming the stick all around to like do stuff. Yeah, this is why I, like buttons. It's exist. weird, but. They tried. They tried yeah. something different. And that's what matters. Hmm. That's what I, I remember fondly about LucasArts. Interesting. Yeah. Them actually giving a crap? Well, not even just giving a crap, but they tried so many different things well, with the franchise. They that's did. What I mean. They really did. Because they, could, they could, because they could just have made X-Wing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, right. 8, 9, 10. You know, and, so well, and like, they also could have just made a, a just a normal like third-person Obi-Wan game. Mm-hmm. But instead they were like, okay... A lightsaber would be really cool if you can control that some way, like mm-hmm. more like intimately control it. Well, mm-hmm. Why don't we just use the left or the right analog stick to control it? Because we're like, using dude, the Xbox to new tech, baby. 
Exactly, dude. So mm-hmm. much power. And then you won't be able to reach it because the controller's so big, you can't even move it with the your thumb. Duke controller. Okay, they did revise that. They came out with a smaller one a little bit later. No, I know. And they're like, but, oh, maybe that's probably why I got 58 because no one could reach the analog stick <laughs> to swing their lightsaber around. True, except Shaq. He loves yeah. the Duke controller. He loves Obi-Wan on Xbox. <laughs> 2002, seven titles are released. Some big releases here, thanks to the release of Episode 2. Mm-hmm. One of those is Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. This game released on Windows, Mac, Xbox, and GameCube. Raven, Raven Software and Vicarious Visions uh, made ports respectively. So Raven Software did PC and Mac, and then Vicarious Mac, Vision yeah. did Xbox and GameCube. It's a continuation of the Dark Forces main protagonist, Kyle Katarn, uh, and his story becoming a Jedi. Because in Dark Forces 2, he mm-hmm. finds out that he's Force-sensitive, mm-hmm. so he ends up, like, at the end, uh, he starts wielding a lightsaber. And it had mm-hmm. some, like, weird first-person uh, lightsaber combat, I think. So this game released... Uh, on the id tech 3 engine which was the same engine as quake 3 not doom 3 Mm. so it was a little bit before that reception was pretty good it had high scores all around everything was praised about the game um there i didn't really find anything wrong with the game in the reviews other than just these jedi outcasts are these jedi games were were pretty a lot of people liked them because i played one of them and it was pretty good yeah so you probably played this one or the next one that we talked about. Probably the next one. And I didn't realize that Dark Forces was mm-hmm. tied with the Jedi. No idea. Yeah, I didn't know that. Either. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Hmm. So let's see here. Uh, fun fact. Following the closure of LucasArts in 2013, thanks to Disney, Raven Software released the source code for the game. Hmm. Uh, but they actually later on asked to have it taken down. Uh, due to third-party licensing issues with software that they use in the engine, stuff like software that ran videos in the game engine, stuff like that. Uh, but as we all know, when it's released on the internet, it's never coming down. So an open-source project was released a little bit later uh, called OpenJK, which was meant to improve the engine and work on unifying Outcast and Jedi Academy engines because they were two separate engines, mm-hmm. um, trying to merge them together so that they could easily maintain both games from an open source perspective. Hmm. And cool. they also removed all of the third party software so that there weren't any issues with the game staying up. Cool. Which hmm. is pretty dope. Yeah, open source is always a good call. Yes, it is. So then another game was released in 2002 called Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones, the video game. <laughs> they did a lot of that. <laughs> so this is the game. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So yeah, these are the two Game Boy games. So it was uh, Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones, the video game, as well as Star Wars The New Droid Army. Both of them were Game Boy Advance games. And I remember playing these as a kid. These were both hard as heck for me. Mm-hmm. As a I said, kid, I remember. Thing for them. Why, is, why did they make all these games so friggin' hard? Well, okay, I was a dumb kid when I played these, and I remember I had my Game Boy Advance, and later on my Game Boy SP. Mm-hmm. And I, whenever my parents would go shopping, of course I'm like little, I would go with. So they would be shopping, right? And then I would go and and 
sit underneath the clothes racks and mm-hmm. i would just play my game Boy underneath there <laughs> mm-hmm. and i remember playing these games underneath yeah. the clothes racks and i remember getting pissed off mm-hmm. and at one point i like i yelled or something like that and i didn't realize that there was somebody shopping the rack that i was sitting under and i scared the crap out of them because i had no idea some little 10 year old was underneath <laughs> you know, there <laughs> you know how terrifying that is you're just like shopping and you open that and there's like some kid there like just staring at you i know <laughs> just, like, into- dude oh, i remember crap. you used to go in all the time it now, it's probably a little creepy that i was under there i used to do no. that too though yeah everybody used to do that back in the day okay yeah. all right hide in the clothes Every- racks well, yeah. yeah, I know, but it was on the women's clothes well, I did that too. So I said too. That's fine. I Hang was innocent. I was playing my games. Yeah. <laughs> three out of three podcasters <laughs> recommend. Yeah. <laughs> three out of three podcasts recommend playing Game Boy games under clothes racks. Doesn't matter Random your age. Store. Yeah. <laughs> now it'd be weird if I yelled and someone they exactly. pulled their clothes back and I'm just like, hey, what are you doing? Turn the lights out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, maybe that's why I did it. Because it's shaded under there. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's cooler under there. You gotta I was low, smart you as a You got to stay low the ground. If there's it. a fire, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's all I wanted to say about those Game Boy Advance yeah, games. Yeah, this is really hard. <laughs> they were just really hard for me. And then Star Wars The Clone Wars 2002 video game, which is how it is on uh, Wikipedia. But mm-hmm. it's also because these names are so freaking hard. <laughs> This was the game that was developed by Pandemic hey. Studios. Hey. We covered this in the uh, deep dive of Pandemic Studios. Yes, we did. That is releasing later on. <laughs> yeah, that has in the not, future. That has not come out yet. I was about to say yeah, that. Just You'll forget that. you heard this. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, John just waved in his Jedi, hand. John did a Jedi wave. <laughs> uh, so this is the game that I remember playing we talked about it later like previously on other episodes this is the game where you're driving around in vehicles and then you hop out to do random yeah. stuff as a mace jedi windu. yeah it, like mace <laughs> yeah. windu and stuff and i just remember this being an incredibly mediocre game but i loved it and i don't mm-hmm. remember why i loved it because you were star starving wars for star wars and you were like I guess this is like the I mean this is also after the second movie came out so this is like the height of Star Wars so anything Star Wars is like this is amazing true you were younger and I do remember back in the day the graphics were pretty decent yeah you're like now I mean you gotta think when you're younger too you pick up something like that you're like this is awesome now you'd be like oh yeah piece of crap (laughs) oh yeah it was super repetitive I remember that as a kid so I probably would hate it now the game released some mediocre reviews. It got around 70s, which a lot of Star Wars games did. <laughs> LucasArts is like, all right, so we get our bonuses if we get 70s, right? They're like, yeah, that's fine. You get 70 bonus. <laughs> like, all right, sweet. Dope. That's what we're shooting We're going for. home early today, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last big hitter in 2002 was Star Wars Bounty Hunter. This is a game focused around Jango Fett's career as a bounty hunter. You are meant to complete contracts to earn money and progress through the game story. More money was rewarded for uh, capturing targets alive. It was released to mixed to positive reviews. Some citing the camera was pretty terrible. Pretty common. I, pretty I, common. Like, I, ve- I very vividly remember the cover of this game. I never, never played, played it. So. It's Django Fett like, yeah. jetpacking away. Yeah, I like can see the cover in my head. I never mm-hmm. played the game, but I was like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. I just never actually ended up playing it. And this was the first and only bounty hunter game we got in the Star Wars universe. Sad. Thanks for killing uh, Star Wars 1313. 
Yeah, why yeah, why would we want a bounty hunter game? That would be cool. Yeah, he sucks. He's definitely not like the one of the most popular characters in the show. <laughs> yeah, that would be a mistake. And they definitely didn't just make a, uh, like an entire, entire Disney TV show about, about it that's incredibly popular. It was, yeah. <laughs> 2003 had 10 titles released. Star Wars Galaxies is among them. And I know you guys played this game way more than me, so I took this chance to not write anything down. I ha- I knew what uh, this was. I knew it was like a big RTS when it came out. Um, MMO, I never played. This is an MMO. No. Oh, that's right. I this was thinking is, of the other this one. This is the MMO. What was the What was the RTS called? Yeah. Galaxy We're Galaxy uh, of Heroes. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. the mobile game. God, there's so many Star Wars <laughs> games. It was called whatever. You'll get to it. I'm sure. Empire at War. Empire so at I. War. I I didn't write down any mobile games. My uh, I have a friend. Both of us have a friend that played this, mm-hmm. and he told me we've talked about it in length because this, in his opinion, is the best MMO that's ever been made. And yeah. a lot of people think that. so. Um, and I'm gonna try to do my best. Did you ever play this, Jones? Very briefly, but I I know a lot about. It. So what he told me was, you could pretty much play any race, and you could customize like mm-hmm. any ability. You could customize your ships. You could do literally everything in this game. In 2003? Yeah, yeah. it was insane. It was, big, it was a big like, deal. All three of us could get a ship and all fly it together. Like I could be on the guns. You could be flying it, and somebody else could be doing it, anything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. apparently it was super well-balanced. Like Jedis weren't like this crazy powerful. Everybody was powerful in their own way. Every, there were so many different classes you could play. Um, I'm pretty sure he said he played a Wookiee. I don't remember what he was. I think mm-hmm. he was a Jedi, too. If I'm no, he played a he played a he was a Wookiee, but he played uh I remember him talking talking to him about it. He played just like a uh bounty hunter, like mm. bow, bowcaster, like a typical Wookiee style. Cause I'll tell I'll tell you one thing. Becoming a Jedi in this game was like the ultimate, ultimate in-game grind where there at one point after the game was released, I want to say it was probably like probably like six months to a year after the release. There is only one Jedi. Like the very first person to become a Jedi, there's Wait, one. What did it mean to become a Jedi? So it was like a class change, but like you had to do like tons of grinding, That's tons cool, of though. quests, all kinds of all kinds of stuff, and then like you had to actually go mine your Kyber crystal. Like you so had to cool. hold to do Dude, the whole this, thing. That's so and cool. Then, and when you became a Jedi, like it announced it on all the servers that someone had become like Dude. the Jedi, and you were like based and. Basically, it was like pseudo god mode. Like when you're a Jedi, if you PvP, like you just go and kill everybody because. But you had spent all that time like doing right. everything to become that. So like, basically, becoming a Jedi was like, all right, you're like, you know, kind of like but big all dick all the like other you, classes, you are like, <laughs> but everybody was important in the game, and like, yeah, everybody like, yeah, yeah. And, so, and so I just remember him telling me like this was the MMO. He's like, I've never played anything that's ever come close to it. It's just it is by far the best MMO. And then eventually Sony bought it and ruined the entire game. Yeah. So so basically there was like John saying, there's all these different races you could play. Like you could play like the Twi'leks. You could play like all like all kinds of different classes. You could be like just an actual crafter set up shop on one of the planets because you would actually travel to the different planets yeah. and go up to people. You could be just a crafter and tell people, hey, I'll be on from these hours and people would just go line up and wait for you to craft stuff for them. Yeah, this is like old school MMO like height. That's and, amazing. And the reason why it, it did really, really well, but World of Warcraft came out the next year. So there you go. It, the, the game that basically 
created and killed the MMO genre. World I just Warcraft. remember him saying that everything once Sony took over, they changed the Jedi class. And it just, it, yeah. it, it was like super overpowered. Or, I, I don't remember everything, but he just said no, that so Sony ruined it. Can fill you in. So basically, Sony, yeah, Sony took over and they did a patch called NGE, or they what they call a new game experience. They culled like half the classes in the game. They like smushed a bunch of them together and they turned Jedi into a class as a starting base class. So you could no. just start, you could just literally start the game as a Jedi and then they like nerfed everything. So all the people that spent forever, because at this point there's probably like, you know, a couple hundred Jedi and this is like years into the game. And then yeah. they basically, I think it's 2006 when they did that and they like basically ruined the game. Like they completely destroyed the economies mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, yeah. And with, I don't know when it shut down, but it was like, like 2008, 2009, it, the game was like shut down basically. Wow. It just because, because of that, when it was like, you know, it was niche, but it was one of the best things. They're like, oh, we're just trying to get new, new players. And everybody that I've ever talked to or listened to podcasts about Star Wars Galaxies mm-hmm. have said that, like, this is the best MMO that I've ever played. And as soon as Sony got it, like, for about three years, it was the best game I ever played. And then it just, went to cr- <laughs> it just, like, got destroyed. Makes me sad that I never got to play it. They, they have, um, like, emulators that run the pre-NGE experience, but Man, it's also so long ago. Game. So, okay, <clears throat> we'll get to it a little bit later on. Most of these Star Wars games that have come out were developed within a year. Yeah. Because of how many games they were outputting. Mm-hmm. And yes, some games were developed by other companies. I don't know if Galaxies was created by another company, but mm-hmm. let's just say it was made by LucasArts. It right? was. A lot of these games were developed within a year. This is an MMO, but it is back in like the early 2000s when games were created pretty quickly. Let's give it two to three years of creation. Yeah. Right. To have all of that stuff in it. Yes, the graphics aren't very good, but nowadays we have engines and stuff that can make that kind of not quality, but like we can make better looking models and stuff like that a lot faster. Right. So it's not like creating more intricate stuff takes way longer. Right. Yeah. It's I don't know, give or take maybe 300 percent longer. Uh Right. Yeah. Why is there no game that is like this? And why is the only game that is even trying to be similar to this, Star Citizen, taking 10 years to make at the minimum? I don't know. I It's funny to think that I don't it, get It's funny that. to think that this game has people multiple people saying this is the best game I've ever best MMO I've ever played. Didn't take that long to make, but yet we still get MMOs that come out that have Crap. taken five, just, seven yeah, years. and they suck. And then... And they suck. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it was easier because of the times. I'm, I, I'm not... I don't know. But I know MMOs are known to be incredibly hard to make, and most of the time, you, they're, like, not the big money makers, right? So, like, they're a huge undertaking. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I saw some article well, of some guy that made one. He was like, yeah, this isn't something, like, a new company needs to do because of how like uh difficult they are to make it's not a normal mm-hmm. game like yeah. there's so much more to it right there's so many systems that go into it i get that i'm just like how intricate star wars galaxies was yeah. back in the day all of those mechanics are basically the same in newer games they may have like let's say subsystems within those systems but the core system is there yeah. the framework 
framework that you would need to base all of the subsystems on is there. Crafting, any gal like any going to multiple different planets, choosing multiple different classes, progression, all that stuff was made back in 2003 yep. and yet games today take so freaking long to make and they complain that it's so expensive and stuff and I'm like these people back then they probably had I don't know maybe 100 people at most making that if mm-hmm. if that what's so if I'm that. I'm reading a little bit about it so Sony actually SOE actually which is like daybreak now they actually yeah. are the ones that developed the game with partnered with LucasArts and they were actually okay. working with the people that made EverQuest to make this okay but basically, so they had some talent behind it yeah they did like that's I think that's the only Good. reason why like they even were able to do so much that they're able to do so basically the nge thing that i was talking about that was such a after okay before nge they had 34 uh professions which was like jedi about (laughs) jedi bounty hunter smuggler commando spy like all these different things right yeah after nge there's nine that's nuts what yeah wow there's Way to nine. kill your game in one move. Um, it's easier to work on. So another thing I was another thing I was uh, reading too about the whole like uh, how to someone unlock a Jedi. It was four months after the game came out, and they didn't tell you. There's nothing telling you that you like there wasn't a guide or anything how to unlock a Jedi. Right. You basically had to start on mastering certain professions, and then your character would start becoming force sensitive. And it was kind of give you like Dude, a notification so cool. in the game. And basically as you'd keep doing stuff and then it would kind of like, oh, you basically after you, I think you had to master like four different professions, it would give you like a quest and you had to go like on a long quest to be actually become a Jedi. And so it took That's four, so it took sick. four months for someone to figure out how to become a Jedi. And then, that, and then just one person did it. That's first. awesome. And then you know, obviously, and then after that, they're like, cool, everybody can be a Jedi. That's what everybody wants to do. Right. Right. Dude, man. <sighs> well, just think about think anyway, about like we're... real quick. Just think about like going from that many classes down to what you what you say. A nine. nine. It's so much easier to, to balance the game, and it is. But it doesn't make your game better. That's for sure. Oh no! You well. never take away content from players. So, so the game count two thousand three, and it shut down two thousand eleven. Five days prior to the release of Star Wars: The Old Republic, the new MMO that we'll talk about later. Yeah. And so everybody we'll was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right. moving on, this is another game that you guys oh, have yeah. background oh, yeah. with: Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Again, took the liberty to not write anything down and save myself the trouble. What is this Go. game about? Go for it, John. This game is it's the the Old Republic is is way before the times of the movies. <clears throat> because yeah. uh and i'm not like the best with like the the timeline but it's like way 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 before and spoilers if you haven't played this game it's very old so um you pretty much are playing kind of from 2000 your guy yeah your guy is the main bad guy that they're all talking about through the entire game and you had your mind your memory erased and then you find out that you're the, the guy in the end of the game so and i remember playing revan? this like it blew my mind because it's like a uh revan yeah right which, like I said, spoiler. So the guy with the white mask—it's like red. It has like R- yeah. red and white mask. He's on the low. He's on the uh, box art. Yeah. Um, and it was like that. That because you find out later in the game that you're Darth Revenue. And I remember the first one I did. I was like, "Holy crap!" Because you don't know. Like when you play, <laughs> you really don't. They did yeah. such a good job of you not figuring it out that when they tell you, you're like, "Whoa!" 
And what's <laughs> what's crazy is that I have this game. I actually have this on physical disc. I I tried to play it a wow. long time ago, and the what you just said I did not know. That was like literally spoilers. For really? Because I did not know that. I did not know that the main you, character you get, was. I knew who Revan was, but I didn't you know get that, um, that captured later in the game. And the main bad guy tells you, or not the main bad guy, but one of the bad guys tells you, and you're like, I remember you, that's, that is like the turning, like not turning point, but that, that part of the game is known yeah, as a plot twist. It's a huge plot twist. And you're like, whoa, wow. And um, the game was, I mean, people complain about the combat, which I liked, and I still love that game. Yeah. And it, it's a, it, it's an MMORPG. It's an RPG. Or is it just no, no, an no, RPG. RPG? Just RPG. But I just remember okay. like it, you can customize your character however you want. You can have force lightning mm-hmm. and be a good guy. And yeah. it, I, I don't know. It is by far one of my favorite games I've ever played. And it's just, the story's fantastic. Like the combat's okay. It's just, it's not good. It's, it's just old, but I still like it. It works. Um, all the stuff you do in the game is just a lot of fun. Like the, the way the story goes, you can do extra stuff. Um, like you customize your character. I, I don't know. Everything about it was just great. And, uh, that i don't know it's hard to i don't know what why it's it's just when you play it it's just i'm the type of person i love looting stuff i love finding like oh you you, you go to the uh sith school like their academy mm-hmm. and you can go look in all the lockers and stuff and you find like sith robes and like red lightsabers and um <clears throat> they just they killed it I told you to pick nice. up your robes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't don't leave your sabers in your lockers. A lot of people know this game is Kotor, like Star Wars Kotor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this game on PC and Xbox got a ninety-four out of a hundred. But so I do it is one of the like highest rated games ever. I do remember going to like Walmart and stuff and this being all on the shelves. Yeah. I yeah, I remember seeing this on the shelves and then thinking, ugh. I know, like a lot. Of, I know it's old. I've even, I was even thinking about playing it again before I go to school. I don't know if I'll get to it, but uh, it, nah. it, it's awesome. Like it's, it's just, it's such a good story, and it's just, I love how it's all like, to, it's a ton of talking. Classic, like, because Bioware did this one, so it's classic Bioware mm-hmm. where there's tons and tons of talking, which is fine because it's all great. And yeah, uh, it. I don't know. They they just did such a good job with it. Nice. Well, nice. And Jeremy Soul did the music. There you and go. Whoever you that guy was. That's the composer that also did Skyrim. So you probably know who he is. Oh, there wow. was good music. There okay. was really good music in it. Yeah, they probably hired it because of his work on mm-hmm. Skyrim. They yes. listened to it Ta- and they're like, "Dude, time that's traveling. Amazing. We need this on our 2003 game." Exactly. exactly. Cool. Right. Well, two heavy hitters in 2003, like pretty big deals, and then a third big deal uh another banger was jedi knight jedi academy that's when i played so okay so this is mm-hmm. when you played this is another continuation of the dark forces storyline but this time you're a new character that is being trained by the former protagonist kyle katarn katarn as well as also being trained by luke Skywalker. Yep, that's when i played so for they're sure, like then. teaming up yeah they're teaming up to to train like new uh padawans not Kylo Ren. Yep. <clears throat> because uh, it's a new character, the game allowed for a lot more freedom and customization, especially with your character, which gave the game uh, a lot more RPG elements than ever before. 
<clears throat> it's praised for having the best yep. lightsaber mechanics in any any Star Wars game That's ever. Good. And if you still yeah, <laughs> it released to 80s and 90s on Metacritic. And I'll be honest, like if you look up uh like Combat. gameplay for this, oh, it's not dude, the lightsaber battles are so cool. They're like running on walls and like throwing yeah. lightsabers at each other. Dude, it's so yeah. sick. Yeah. This is what lightsaber battle should be. And well, why the heck this hasn't been copied? Why was Star Wars Battlefront's combat the way that it was? The lightsabers like, in that yeah. game feel like trash. Yeah, I don't understand because it's like, well, because it, like they, you have health bars. It's like if I walk up and I like hit someone with a lightsaber, I understand if it's a normal unit, they die. But like when yeah. you're fighting other heroes, it's like if I come up behind someone and hit them with a lightsaber, I just cut them in half. Yeah. Like no one's, even Jedi Fallen Order, no one knows how to use lightsabers. Like, oh, they're like broken. I'm like, yes, I'm Yoda. I should be killing everyone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or Darth, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm jumping Palpatine. around like a spider monkey, dude. If I'm Palpatine, I should be like electric force lightning killing everyone. Yeah. Electric the, boogaloo they only, everything. They only made him OP. The, the, last the, the one thing I will give Fallen <laughs> Order is they did, which is recent, they actually make Darth Vader like an all-powerful like god which you know in the movie you're yeah. like oh he's kind of lame he's moving super slow and and like you know in uh um what movie is it it's um <sighs> rogue, rogue one they yeah at yeah. the end you get to barely you see darth vader bit. destroy everything you're like oh wow okay and then in yeah. fallen order like spoiler at the, at the end of the game do you guys do you guys uh yeah well no i yeah yeah uh it's a newer game. I know what happens. Okay. I, I, I won't. I won't. Probably. Let's not. I'll just say anything. Dark Vader's awesome in that game, too. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So that's okay. 2003, 10 titles released, but they had three big mm-hmm. bangers in that in that mm-hmm. year. So this is they were just raking in the dough. Yeah. <clears throat> 2004 comes around. Five titles are released, notably Star Wars Battlefront. The first and third person shooter developed by Pandemic again. So mm-hmm. I guess they were happy with the first game they made. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yep, gonna skip that part there. Uh, it features a lot of locations and battles from the four major factions the uh, Confederate. Uh, oh, what is it? On, I know what you're trying this. to say. It's. Uh... Yep. Confederate <sighs> of Independent Systems? Sure. Something like that. Uh, it's, not, it's not Confederate. That's too American. <laughs> what is it? Ah, anyway, it doesn't matter. CIS. Uh, no, uh, the Galactic Empire, the Re- Rebel Alliance, and then the Galactic Republic. Um, <clears throat> it mixes gunplay and vehicle combat just like Battlefield does. And it was pretty amazing back. Uh, I got it. Confederacy mm-hmm. of Independent Systems. Is that what you said? Yeah. Confederacy okay, of Independent Systems. Yeah. Okay, it was on the Wikipedia. Wikipedia. It, and mixes gunplay just like Battlefield? Is this like a weird, like, what is it called? Not preface. We Foreshadowing. Say preface. Foreshadowing. Yes, that's why uh, I put it in there. Ah, uh, I see. But we'll it. never get I to see. it because I didn't cover when Disney took over. Good call. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Battlefront released. It's pretty good, but that's not the one we're going to really focus on because something else happened a little bit later on that you might you might know. So another game that released in 2004 is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. Again, didn't write anything I, for it. What I don't thoughts? have a lot on this one. I don't remember a lot about it. It's just more of the same. Oh, really? I do remember okay. not <clears throat> caring for it as much. This is, hold on, this is the one where they have the, the, the twins and they have the gold lightsabers? Mm, Possibly. I don't remember. I think so. Um, 
I know uh, this one was made by uh, what's the other company? Obsidian, Obsidian not Bioware. So there was some differences mm-hmm. and stuff, which I could, I, I really? felt like I okay. noticed. Yeah. But people love this game. This game is also very, very, very well liked. People, it's okay. still, mm, yeah, it has an eighty-five. So it's not as well liked. as But there's still like a cult, a cult <laughs> following. Because it is. Because it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is. It's it is got different. an eighty-five. You know, so it did I'm, pretty poorly. I mean, I, this way I don't understand. It's like, hey, Bioware, you guys killed it. We have like a ninety-four on like every review. We sold a billion copies. We're not gonna let you do the next one. All right, see you later. Yeah, like what? What happened? Well, it's probably because the Bioware made a lot of money for them first and didn't want to do this. When did Mass Effect One come out? Okay. Which wouldn't make any sense. That's true. Bioware doesn't like making. When did money When did Mass Effect One release? Two thousand six uh, or two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna say maybe they were working on that. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it would make sense. Twenty two thousand seven is only three years away. Yeah, they're probably. I would assume they're they busy they t- doing something else. They took all their KOTOR yep. money like later. Yep, they dipped. Okay, well, we don't have a whole lot of info on this. It was another big title released in 2004. It's made them a lot of money. It's a continuation of the first yep. game. Congratulations. Yeah, another yep. RPG. Mm-hmm. So then in 2005, six titles were released. Star Wars Republic Commando was a big hit <laughs> there. It's a tactical FPS where the player takes the role uh, as a leader of a group of special ops clones going on missions uh and it was received okay in the high yeah, 70s so, so sorry yeah. this game has a cult following mm-hmm. the reason why i laughed at I'm you announcing that game is because that game sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but did you play it back in the day when it first no released? i played it recently and i hated every single second okay. of that game yeah so i have nostalgia <laughs> from that game because i remember i wasn't allowed to own the game for uh, whatever uh, yeah. reason my parents are huge star wars nerds and i wasn't allowed to own the game because they so had their own I copy went over, huh because they had their own copy yeah they had like, their own you copy. can't you play with your dirty kid fingers yeah. uh so this game i had to go over to my friend's house to play it mm-hmm. and i remember the one time i was like hey man we should hang out <laughs> and so he allowed me to come over and i was like hey man do you have that star wars game the like newish <laughs> one that came out he's like yeah man i was like cool and I sat down and played the entire thing by myself. <laughs> I did not swap the controller with him. Uh, so, was, was oh, fun. good side side note, really quick. The reason why Bioware didn't make Kotor two is because they're making Jade Empire. Oh, yeah, okay. Which also sense. made them a crap ton of money. So I Game think they're so okay with too. it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Republic Commando released. It's got a cult following. You can still play it. I think it's mm-hmm. sold on Steam, right? Yeah, it's on Steam. Okay. And it's uh spicy now. This would be a really cool game if it's they remade it. Title. If they yeah. remade this and made it actually like a four-player game, it'd be, awesome. be sick. Like a yeah. four-player co-op Stormtrooper game or like Elite Squadron that's not Battlefront 2's campaign would be cool. Anytime yeah. a battle droid come on, you're just I like, agree. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are tough. So then Notable is the first Lego Star Wars video game came out. And these are a lot of fun. They're oh, mindless yeah, they're games. They're made for kids. So the puzzles and the action in it for an mm. adult is pretty mindless. But it's still a gr- like they have some pretty good gags in them. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. good. That oh, first yeah. one was super good. The writing in them is pretty good, especially the fact that I'm pretty sure there's no dialogue, right? 
it's all text. Uh, yeah, it make weird noises. Text. Yeah. Why? I I yeah. am I am excited for this uh, Skywalker saga, like the the yes. one that's like all of them together. That should be. I know good, one hard actually. thing for me is if you played one Lego game, you played all of them. Played. Yeah. Yeah. If, unless yeah. you really like the franchise, I mean, they kind of went the Telltale route, and they still do a little bit where it's like. If anything can become Lego, everything yep. becomes yeah. Lego. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like we are making yeah, everything. Indiana Jones Lego. They have Jurassic Harry Potter, Park Lego, Batman, Lord of the Rings, Lego games, everything. Like, I mean, everything. it's good. It's like Marvel. good franchise and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you like that, it's just more of that. Exactly. And if you like Lego games, it's like cool. It's more of that. But once, yeah, you're right. If you played Lego Star Wars, yeah. If you've played these games, everybody has that brick building noise stuck in yeah. their head. <laughs> The weird yeah. like clicking noise of uh-huh. them like snapping together. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2005, we also had the best Battlefront 2 game, Star Wars Battlefront 2 released. This was kind of what DLC would have been back in the day. Mm-hmm. So this released a year after the first one. Yeah. And it yeah. really should have just been DLC, but internet wasn't a thing back then, so it had its own full release. But the thing about Battlefront 2 is that it was a bigger, better version of Battlefront, the first mm-hmm. one. It had literally everything in the game. Every planet, every weapon, every character, every ship, everything. Mm-hmm. It awesome. was insane how much content was packed into this. It, yeah, it was so was awesome. awesome. Just get you play against bots. Every crappy ship you ever saw, everything. <laughs> and Cloud City ship that is terrible. You could, you could yeah. do it. It was there. <laughs> The weird like taxi thing, yeah. (laughs) For some reason, it also had. uh, I remember playing on PS2, and it was really cool because you could play single player against bots on different maps. So much, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and I remember too for the multiplayer for this game, it kind of had a mode similar to Battlefield Twenty One Forty Two's Titan game mode, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. uh, it had a like take down a little bit command. You got to take down like command ship type of situation. So yeah, fun. I think it was yeah. called Galactic no. Supremacy. Galactic Supremacy or something like that. Basically, you start out in a space battle mm-hmm. and you had to shoot certain sections of the yeah. enemy ship to disable the the docking shields bay shields so that you mm-hmm. could then fly in. Try to crash land your your mm-hmm. ship as close to the door to the reactor as possible. Mm-hmm. run in do as much damage to the reactor as possible before everybody spawned in there and just murdered you yeah and that that game mode was so yeah. much fun i feel like that was probably one of the best game mm-hmm. modes mm-hmm. but then also when i was going through the wikipedia page i found galactic conquest mm-hmm. and when i read that dude all of the memories came flooding back galactic conquest was a mix of a 4x strategy game mode mixed with the normal like shooting game modes mm-hmm by having an overworld map where you captured planets and mm-hmm. they had lines to other planets and then you would go to that other yep. planet. And I, oh, I remember it. that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. And then when you would collide with another planet or another system that was controlled by an opponent, you would then zoom into the that world and you would fight on that mm-hmm. world. And mm-hmm. then depending on who won, they would capture that system. Yeah. It's- Dude. Like so the fact, good. The fact that we have a new Battlefield game coming out, and they, like we doesn't do any. We of that. we do like a fraction of a fraction of what developers used to do. Not only just fifteen years ago. Like yep, gaming right now is so freaking low effort, and by well, by by AAA studios is what yeah. I'm saying. 
yes. by big studios. They just literally like because because we will just literally buy anything. Consumers well, will just buy anything. We consumers buy whatever looks the best. Yep. And so what do we do? We forgot about AI. AI has not advanced since Fear. Fear still yeah. has the best AI in any game ever. Yeah. Where they're so super smart, they try to flank you, they communicate with each other, like they're so good. Mm-hmm. AI's gotten dumber, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh apparently we had all of the good ideas back in the two thousands and nowadays we just don't feel like programming any of that again. Yeah. It doesn't make hard. any sense. Like games More nowadays pixels. are just like More exactly pixels. it's like you Which said. Is- Whatever game looks the best, and guess who makes the best looking games? Dice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was just about mm-hmm. to say Battlefield uh, twenty forty two. I'm a little scared now after like going through and and reading all of this stuff that it's not going to be any better than Battlefield four, yeah. like mechanic wise. Some of the better. stuff with like switching up classes and having specialists like sounds really cool, but I'm like, okay, are there any brand new mechanics to it? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I. I just feel yeah. like games have gotten dumber, but just look better. Yep. Exactly. Just like, just like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've all gotten dumber, but we look better now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is about the time when LucasArts really starts slowing down with game releases. And slowing down in the sense that they weren't releasing anything super good. <laughs> yeah. They were rehashing stuff. They were doing continuations of stuff. They were kind of growing a little stale, I would think. Star Wars yeah. is still Star Wars, and I'll still buy a yeah. Star Wars game. But it wasn't anything like it was before. After this, it kind of like well, really starts going downhill. I think you also have to think, too, is that 2005 was the last time. That was the last Star Wars movies that came out until right. Force Awakens. So they right. didn't really have like a big movie coming out to like branch yeah. off of. Which doesn't make any sense to me. All of that lore, all of the expanded universe that they made, and George Lucas was just like, nah, we're done. I made my six movies. I mean, just like, look how many yeah. books. What? We've talked to this before. Look how many books there are. Yeah. Like, and you couldn't do any movie I off mean, of I, those? You couldn't do a yeah. movie off of Darth Riven? I, I, I've read the very... So I, I looked up like the Star Wars books. What about Darth Plagueis the <laughs> Wise? And yeah. I, I read the yeah, first right. book uh, timeline-wise. And there's no lightsabers. There's, I think there's, there's some force stuff in it, but it's all pretty like lightsabers yeah. and stuff. There's yeah. a whole other world Crazy. that they can explore. And yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a shame. No, we need glowy, shiny stick. I know. I want my, <laughs> well, they can sell <laughs> glow they can make, my giant glow Well, now stick. it's about what they can make money off of. It's like that little creature in the new trilogy that, that they put, they, yeah. they made that just to, the just to sell toys. Pork. pork, What what are the reasons is that in there? Pork, pork, pork the chop, pork chop. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like the blue milk would have been a much better sell. Mm-hmm. Blueberry milk. You see, uh, uh, he, uh, um, they just put like a Twitter out, and he, uh, he put like what was actually that was made out of was like coconut water or something that they, they died post production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. 2006, seven titles release, another strategy game, and some smaller Star Wars titles. 2007 comes around, three titles are released. One of those is Battlefront Renegade Squadron. Uh, it was basically a worse Battlefront 2 because it only focused on one era. It was the... Uh, I've literally never heard of this game. Yavin era. The Battle of uh, Yavin. Yeah. So it was like 
rebels and stuff like that. It's just a cut down Battlefront two, and I don't understand uh, why it was released. Oh, it it's a it's only on PSP. That's why uh-huh. it was just a PSP spinoff. Oh, gotcha. That's why. But I but Battlefront two was also on PSP. Hmm. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But this this exclusively was just a PSP spinoff of Battlefront two. I get that. Yeah. But when you have a better game already on there that has more things in it and you just use the same mechanics but then cut out half the content. This is made by Don't Rebellion. understand why it was made. Rebellion. Interesting. Yeah. They make the Sniper Elite series. Mhm. 2008 comes around, six titles are released. This is another odd year. Star Wars The Clone Wars Lightsaber Duels was released on the Wii to coincide with the launch of the new animated series, which I am starting to watch and it's pretty good. I would highly recommend if you can watch them. Please go okay. do it. Um, and then this is also the year that a very fond memory or a very. Uh, how do I say that? I have a lot of fond memories of this game. Star mm-hmm. Wars The Force, Un- Force Unleashed mm-hmm. was released. It's mm-hmm. an action role playing game where you play a star killer, a Darth Vader apprentice tasked with seeding the rebellion, which Darth Vader plans to take control over to overthrow the Empire. During his adventure, Starkiller starts to question his morality. Uh, it was refreshing to see a game where you play as a Sith, even though it was it was for a short while. And the story was pretty well done um, to where it wasn't a sudden change in morality for the main character, unlike in later Disney-created uh-huh. <laughs> games such as Battlefront 2, where you play as... Uh, question inferno squad and then after i'm a good guy now an hour yeah you just flip flop yeah question for you guys because you're both way more star wars gurus than i am right okay emperor palpatine is one sith darth vader second always two no more always two so how are you playing as a darth vader apprentice you can have an apprentice okay he's not a sith yet He's not a Sith master or whatever. And the apprentices always kill the masters. No, I know. So isn't that like weird foreshadowing? That one that he's gonna kill either Palpatine or him, Darth Correct. Vader. Okay, I'm just making sure that my no, brain yeah. is connecting these thoughts. Okay, you're playing when, as the guy. You're like training the guy that's taking your job, basically, but you don't know about it yet. When you think <laughs> about it from the perspective of somebody thinking about joining the Sith, it's pretty stupid. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like. Okay, I get to kill my my master, and I get to be like the badass. I'm the head honcho mm-hmm. here, but then whoever I train next is gonna kill me. Yeah. I don't really like the sound of this. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like Darth Vader after the uh, you know, all the limbs getting cut off and burning in lava fire. He's probably like, I don't care if you kill me anymore. True. Please kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Please kill me. Yeah. When he uh, when he puts his helmet on in that one scene, uh, right before it goes. Pfft, yeah, yeah. Right before that sound, you can hear him go, "Kill me, kill me." <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it it's weird how like the Sith whole like it's structure whole, works. Yeah, it's a, but, not a good structure. It's like a Ponzi scheme that no one wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I, I mean, you win I, for a little bit and then you lose. Yeah, I like, literally your life. Go out with a bang. I like the <laughs> fact that you are playing as like a bad guy. I mean, yeah. technically Kotor did that too, which you don't find out till later, but this one like you are the bad guy from the get-go. Right. I like we need more of that and I know what you guys are saying too like the Battlefront campaign. It's like 
I'm a bad guy for about 15 seconds and like, man, maybe I should, oh, I just blew up that star cruiser and probably killed a hundred thousand people. It's like, mm, yeah, but I should probably be good now. Like, so, what? Oh, cool. It's pretty. I do remember from jarring. that game. I never actually played that game all the way through, but I do remember one of the coolest parts I can remember is he brings down an entire star destroyer with the force. And yeah. I was like, that is so yeah. freaking cool that, because I never really show the force off that much. You're like, they just they they, make you, they like make you think things or they like, just push you a little bit. But he literally mm -hmm. brings down an entire starship from the atmosphere, like into the atmosphere and crashes into the ground. Yeah, that's I meant to look that up. That's yeah, awesome. It's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Fun fact about this game. Once Disney took control of the Star Wars franchise, the Force Unleashed story. I hate saying that Force Unleashed story was taken out of canon, uh, even though LucasArts freaking made it. This was developed and published by LucasArts, and they just yeeted it out of canon. Uh, it sold six million copies wow. in a year, so it did pretty well. Which, why? Like, why wouldn't Disney want to make a Force Unleashed type of movie where you a movie from because the bad guys' perspective? Because it's, it's Disney. Yeah, yeah. I I know it's just so frustrating. Like, thanks George for selling yep. out to like the worst, the yeah. worst well, freaking people he on the planet. Do, do you? Nope. Do you guys remember everybody back then who was like, dude, I'm so happy Disney. Disney is yeah. the right person to take control of the Star Wars franchise. We regret that decision. No regrets. George no Lucas regrets. Has that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so then in 2008, when I was looking at their game releases, they didn't really have a whole lot. But I spotted a name for a game and I was like, wait a minute. Who are you? Yeah. Do you guys remember the game Fracture? I don't. I'm about to look at it. I'm pretty sure only released on the Xbox. It sounds super familiar. I'm like, sounds super familiar. I'll, let me hold on before you look it up. Let me describe the cover art. It's a a dude from the buttocks down, facing mm -hmm. backwards, on a cracked ground, and one side is kind of red tinted, one side is kind of blue tinted. Does mm -hmm. that ring your bell? No. Okay. So Fracture. Oh, yep. Yep. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For me, I, t I totally forgot about this game. But if you had an Xbox Live account during the 360 era, you most likely played the demo that mm -hmm. was available for this game on Xbox Live. It was free, so you could download mm -hmm. it and play it as many times as you want. I played this demo and the Just Cause 2 demo over and over again. It, it this actually doesn't look that bad. Yeah, I know, right? And the story is pretty neat. Uh, the story was about a xenophobic America that split in two, the Atlantic side versus the Pacific side, with water separating the two, the two thinks. Oh, uh, yeah, my handwriting or my writing for this is pretty bad. Uh, with water separating the two different factions, thanks to global warming, uh, where the world is like basically flooding. Mm -hmm. uh, the main selling point of the game was deformable terrain and an arsenal of weapons that took advantage of the uh, terrain deformation. The game got mid 60s, um, but I remember playing the demo for this, and I also remember playing the Dark Void demo huh. as well at around the same time. Dark this was Boy. this was made by LucasArts. Interesting. Wow, I didn't take a break that. from Star Wars I for know. a second. I, I never, I never, yeah, I never played that, but I do remember the cover and like some like watching seeing it at GameStop stuff. when you walked in. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Fun, fun fact on that. Then 2009 came around, eight titles released, only a couple Star Wars titles in this one, so you really started to start seeing it toned down in, in Star Wars releases. 
One of those being Battlefront Elite Squadron. This is, again, another smaller Battlefront title uh, that suffers from not being Battlefront 2. <laughs> again, it's just another strip back in quality and quantity release. I still don't understand why these games were released. It got to make money so, again. Yeah, it got mid-60, yeah. so didn't do well. 2010 uh, is the... Oh, we're getting close to the end here. 2010, three titles released. One of those, Star Wars The Force... Oh my god. The Force Unleashed 2. Uh, players control a clone of Starkiller, the first game's protagonist, who was Darth Vader's secret apprentice until he was betrayed by him. Uh, and this time you're helping to form the Rebel Alliance. Hmm. Uh, sacrificing uh, himself... Oh, sorry. Uh, he was betrayed by him and helping to form the Rebel Alliance, sacrificing him- himself in the process. That was your character in the first game. <clears throat> Vader's attempts to breed the perfect apprentice from the original Starkiller's DNA led to the creation of a renegade clone who, possessing his predecessor's memories and realizing he was betrayed just like him, eventually escapes from Vader's clutches. While on a quest across the galaxy to understand his identity and escape from Vader's influence, Starkiller becomes caught in the war between the Alliance and the Galactic Empire and is forced to confront his master one last time. So I copied hmm. the synopsis for the game because when I read it, I was like, dude, this is a pretty neat clone mm-hmm. story. But apparently people didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. As cool as I thought the story was, uh, critics said that, uh, let's see. Oh, so... Yeah, critics what? didn't like it. They thought it was too short, and they thought the story was kind of bland. I was going to say, the year before this, 2009, Star Wars Elite Squadron was another... It was Nintendo DS and PSP only. So oh. that's... So basically, Why? they made three PSP games, like Battlefront, basically, clones, and Rebellion made them, and they kept just making spinoffs because apparently they sold enough to keep making them. So Apparently. They yeah. shouldn't have. Yikes. So The Force Unleashed 2... Uh, only took nine months to make. And at this wow. point, I think the issue with LucasArts was that they were so used to cranking out games in the early days of LucasArts mm-hmm. that they never took the time to make the sequels. Um, so the first games usually had more time in development to hone in on what the core idea of that game was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, after that, they basically just provided more of the first game and didn't yeah. improve on it that much. Because yeah. if you look back at all the releases, all of the games that did really well f- with the first game and then subsequent releases were actually developed by somebody else yeah. and just published by LucasArts. Yep. What the games LucasArts did may have, like the first version may have released yeah. good, but then all of the subsequent releases didn't do very well. Because again, I just felt like they didn't really give games time to cook in the oven. They basically were making DLC, but calling it a new yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Before DLC was a thing, pretty much. Right. right. Yeah. So, again, when I was looking up all of this information, there's not a whole lot on LucasArts and, LucasArts and the structure of like people who work there and stuff like mm-hmm. that. This, uh, a couple things that I did find was in 2010, they went through some pretty intense employee changes with leadership, especially. Uh, and many of the key people who were with the company for such a long time ended up leaving 
and they were kind of left in a limbo with management where they did have some new people come on that were that had some clout to themselves but they they weren't really i guess what the company needed to continue like reboot yeah so then 2011 comes around two titles release one of those is star wars the old republic Again, I know you guys may have some. I played it a lot. Experience with this one, <clears throat> so I know I like when this was coming out, I was assuming it was the same as Star Wars: Knights of the Republic. So I was like crazy excited about it. It's just the same time period. Yeah, but you know, it's another MMO, and we're like, oh, Star Wars, awesome! Like this is gonna be so cool, and it was when it came out. It was it was a lot of fun. I played a bounty hunter, and I think my friend played a Jedi. But you could pick a Jedi from the beginning, which is fine. But yeah. I knew it was fully voiced. Uh, voice cast like everybody talked like it was it was a different thing from mo to like go into like sort of a cutscene every time someone talked to you kind of thing yeah um i didn't make it that far in this game i don't even remember i think i did do a dungeon but it was the problem with the game was and i remember because i've talked about this before is uh my buddy and i tried to do some pvp like in world pvp like open world pvp where like we would wait for people and like try to ambush them or something and we just couldn't find anybody because there's nobody there and we're like <laughs> we're like, where is everybody? And we were like, this is kind of, and we saw one person on a speeder and they got away. We couldn't even get, cause it was like a fast travel thing. And we're yeah. like, this is kind of boring. And we kind of end up quitting right after that. It just wasn't that good. And it didn't take very long yeah. for it to go free to play. Yeah. It's a first from. So, uh, one thing that I, I've only played this up to like maybe level 20 and I play, I did play like the free version, but the one thing that I did really like is that there's eight, classes at least there was when i was playing and you could play obviously um like empire or you know alliance whatever light and dark or whatever factions there yeah. are and there's eight different classes but every class has their own kind of like unique story and you actually play through a storyline and so i was i was actually playing this with spikes and so when i'd go into my like my story cutscene, he could go in with me and watch the yeah whole i forgot story about that yeah. it's like oh, a, it was like dope. a so it's like a co-op story kind of yep. experience. And then like you actually pick decisions and it kind of alters stuff. Like it pretty much just alters like which quests like chain you're going to do or whatever. Yeah. But it was cool because like I'm we're both playing Sith dudes and I'm like doing my storyline as like a bounty hunter or whatever. And he's playing something else. And then I could go with him to go his like accept his quest and watch his whole story unfold because you can technically like make eight characters and play through all the different storylines. And they're like pretty wildly different. Mm-hmm like storylines as far as what you do so that is cool they do have that as far as like co-op things i know the game has tons of issues because ea is involved with it yeah and uh, like (laughs) like some of the most egregious like microtransactions in any mmo and i mean there's pretty bad to the point where they were locking out additional skill bars for your skills if you didn't pay for this monthly subscription. That's so dumb. Yeah. And the amount of skills you could actually use as a free-to-play player. So that's pretty that's pretty rough. And yeah. they haven't really changed much. I think they've like they've unlocked some of it, but it's still all behind a paywall. It's like basically that type of game is like don't even make it free to play. Just make it like a free trial and then say it's a sub. Yeah. But yeah. they were like, oh, it's a free-to-play game. Extra like, experience, all kind of crap. regular crap that they do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's one of those things where excited because it's a new MMO and it's Star Wars, and then this is what they give you, and you're like, wow, okay. So it's basically, it's it's Bioware and EA, but it's like the Bioware team that made you know Andromeda and Anthem, and EA that made FIFA. Great, sounds awesome. (laughs) 
So that's a bummer. That was one of the titles that released in 2011. So kind of a bummer year. And it gets worse. 2012 comes around. Two titles are released. Angry Birds Star Wars were both of them. So I have written down here. So this is how Star Wars dies with thunderous microtransactions. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. And then uh, Disney acquires the Star Wars license and Lucasfilm and arts for $4 billion, which is kind of hilarious that that was only $4 billion when Bethesda was $7 billion. That's crazy. A couple years later. Yeah. Yeah. 2013 was the year the world ended, and so did LucasArts. Disney shut down LucasArts in 2013, and they canceled uh, Star Wars... 1313, as well as Project Ragtag, which was supposed to be an open-world Star Wars game. The only Mm -hmm. one to ever exist. Or not exist, I guess. Or not exist, basically. And they've made, what, three games since then? Four games? Yeah, so we've had four major Star Wars titles, Fallen Order, the two Battlefronts, and And then Squadrons. Squadrons, and then a bunch of mobile trash games from ea galaxy because they Heroes. they had the license for the past 10 years yep and so that was super dope absolutely nothing with it but as depressing as that is there is light at the end of the tunnel because this year 2021 lucasfilm games is back disney brought it back and they basically reinstated them as not necessarily a publisher but more of a i don't uh what's the right word well, they're getting rid they of the ex- three games. Yeah, they're and they're getting rid of the exclusivity. So, like, basically yeah. anybody can make Star Wars games Correct. again. The Star Wars license is open for any developer, and basically Lucasfilm Games just helps craft those games and kind mm-hmm. of filters the games through themselves. And I Which, believe they're the last say in those games releasing or not. Yeah. So hopefully we get some nice new. Hopefully. Games. It's scary. I know one of the big announcements was that Ubisoft was making like an open world type of thing. Yeah. Which, but the problem is, is that it's basically just going to be Assassin's Creed with a Star Wars skin on it. And I mean, possibly, or, or or like the Division, or like any of their games where you can't jump. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's there's always the possibility of that. I know. I just or it's going to be Far Cry Star Wars, yeah. which, which might be cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I, I feel like anything is better than what we've had the past ten years. Yeah, because we had yes. two Battlefront games. The first one was just kind of mediocre. The second one started the whole microtransaction controversy, then got better after three years of updates. Um, Dude, but it's still somewhat a, mediocre. It was one of the best five dollar games ever bought. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, four years after launch, then Star Wars Squadrons was an okay game release, and so was Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like hey. that's it, that's hey, it. That's, that's all we've gotten. Like Lucas Arts in a nutshell is like if it's at least a seventy, we're yep. clear. <laughs> oh God, that's true. I'm Basically. glad EA uh, continued that. They grabbed that torch and they tripped and over their shoelaces <laughs> and caught on fire and they're like, "We're coming, we're yeah, coming." So well, then, with with every triple D that we do, uh, obviously they're in a pretty bad state considering that they were closed and then just reopened as a brand new thing. They- Consider they technically right now kind of still don't exist. Yeah. Until a new Star Wars game start coming out, they don't really yeah. exist. Yeah. They're not correct. doing anything. So with that being office. said, current state is kind of unknown. But mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about the future? Are you optimistic about it? With the I new, am. I with them coming back. I feel back? like 
people getting to make whatever like other companies other than EA and Dice and with all that crap making games, I think it's I think we're gonna find diversity at least. And because I, so. I mean, they blatantly said they didn't think there was a future. They, there was no money in single player games, which is yeah, the best yeah. Star Wars games, in my opinion. So, right, um, <laughs> yeah, Fallen Order single player sold what was it seven or eight million? It was a good copies? game. It was a good game. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, I, it's <sighs> diversity is key. And but, I mean, they obviously can't do a Battlefront, right? So they they we need we need something yep. else. Ooh, maybe they yeah. could bring Pandemic back from the dead to make yep. another Battlefront. No, they'll make another PSP Battlefront game instead. <laughs> they yeah, they'll the... make it for the PSP. It just sucks now. Switch, cause, Switch cause only. Games take so long to make now that we're not going to see, you know. Yeah. Well, well, even Ubisoft said 2023 would be like the earliest exactly. that the Star Wars game would come out. That's so like, cool. Let's get hype, guys. Super <laughs> hype. Um, yeah. I honestly think that their initial approach of like, let's throw crap against the wall and whatever sticks sticks. But I also think that they were popularized in the era when DLC didn't really exist. And I feel like they suffered because of that, because yeah. a lot of their games and sequels like Battlefront one, to Battlefront two, that's a big jump, like, but it's only a year. Like that could have literally just been right. a huge overall patch and then added different stuff and charged DLC. But obviously in the era of, consoles you know huge everything physical sales and all that they couldn't do that yeah so i feel like even though that was their strongest era like maybe from like 95 to 2005 those 10 years like it's really good but they suffered from the limitations of technology and the time period that was probably their that's probably one of their biggest downfalls the fact that like the last games that we get from lucasarts angry bird star wars is sad angry bird star wars pretty good though I mean, I, Angry Birds is pretty dope for All a mobile it was, game. Was Angry Birds with a skin. That's oh, it. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just Angry Birds in general is yeah. like, as yeah. far as mobile games go, it is a higher quality mobile game. Like Angry Birds is, is fun. I'm not gonna lie. And having a Star Wars skin on anything usually is like, okay, cool, whatever. True. But it's if that's the, if that's the only thing they could come up with in a full year, when before they're making like 10, 11 games a year, it's like, what yeah. are you like? Who works here? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. George so Lucas be rolling in his grave. Be he's no, rolling in his cash right now. I think he's fine. Oh, that's why. Sorry, he's still alive. All that money, crinkling, he can't hear the ruins. He's dead to me. Yeah, I forgot that he just sold out and ruined. I wonder if he can buy back the franchise because I can't imagine it's worth more than four billion. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The last trilogy made a crap ton of money, like they do Did now. It? Yeah. Oh, look at all the merch. You might porks they sold pork chop. True. There's tons. Cool. All right, uh, five billion. I'll give them. Well, think about Baby Yoda or Man- whatever. His name is. Oh yeah, they have the Mandalorian. Them. And look how many look how many shows they're making. They have like five shows are in production right now. Yeah. Rogue Squad. Do you think if you got four billion dollars, do you think you'd end up making more money, or would you just lose money? After no, you make more, you'd make more money because you do just you invest that. You come out with because you just invest that in stuff. What are you talking about? Wait, I mean, he hasn't made about? any. What has George Lucas made since that? He's just put all his money in IRAs and he just he gets money for every Star Wars every year. Probably sure. happens. Oh, maybe. Ah, uh, maybe. No, I don't know. No, no. He sold. I think he sold everything. Yeah, he sold everything. Oh. Yeah, like he sold rights and all that. No reason Star Wars is worth anything is because he kept the merch rights. That's the only reason he has money. He has unlimited like 
like light blue jeans, white sneakers, and like weird <laughs> button ugly button up red plaid shirts. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's whole closet. He's like, what do I wear today? I feel Same like wear, him and and uh, Gavin are just mm-hmm. like the two most richest fat normal dudes. <laughs> They're just nerds. They're just actual nerds. They are nerds. straight up nerds that just made a sh- stupid there was amount like, of money. There was some weird like cloning machine or like DNA that happened like, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. And like Gabe and George Lucas, like all these people are all made from the same strand. They are. Like we're going to go invent something cool and become really, really rich. And then Jeff Bezos was the was the one that got He's the runt. He's the, he's the runt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. They didn't right. have enough DNA for him. That's why his face is sagging. Thank you for doing this. This is super in depth, oh, yeah. and there's a ton to go through. Talking about Star Wars yeah. is always fun because there's so much. Yeah, because there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. I'm uh, sorry if I did not cover your favorite game, especially if you really like those Monkey Island games. Yeah. I didn't like them, so I didn't cover them. That's I can't my believe you didn't cover Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron for the PSP. Yeah. Let's be real, though. Star Wars was the main thing we remember about Lucas Arts, so yeah. kind of have to cover that. Yeah. Rest in pepperonis, John. Where can people? Well, first, if they do, if you did like the content, we do post every Monday at seven a.m. Eastern, six a.m. Central Texas. Yeehaw! Howdy, y'all! Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Time, and you can check us out on Patreon. And if you type in PCMR, we're the first thing that pops up. You can also find us on our website, PCMRcast.com. You can email us. There's a, a contact form at the bottom. You can fill out. Let us know what you think. And then you can also find us on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Discord, which is always <laughs> popping. And uh, <laughs> there's always people, like I say this all the time, there's always people in there. I'll be streaming, so will Dakota, we'll be streaming Sekiro. And yeah. yeah. Good. Nice. Well, Thanks for listening all the way to the end if you've made it this far. You've we made have it some, this far. We have some exclusive music as our outro. This is the first time we're playing this stuff. And always remember, all praise Lord Lucas. Psst.